Other kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 20. When last we left you, you had slain Hagroka, king of trolls. I do badass. Mm-hmm. I do the badass dance. Um, Hagroka being all dead and all the problems with the kingdom were solved forever. Yeah, that's exactly how I remember it going. And... You turned for home, only to receive a message from first telling you that a giant creature had attacked Elk's Rest. And I was needed home pronto. And you were needed home ASAP. And that was where we um, left it be? Yep. And yes, then... As you turn for home, you hear a small ding noise and everybody starts leveling. So... What did Caelan level into? So, Caelan, unsurprisingly, le- took his first Knight of Thorns level. Mm-hmm. Which was very fun and exciting. And he received a bunch more hit points, bringing him to 67 in total. A, um, additional attack, which is wonderful and awesome and generally badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um... Oh, a certain amount of math there. I'll just fix that. Um, he got, um, additionally, he got two points of fortitude, which is the thing he needed most, certainly. Yep. Um, the special abilities, smite, pl- smite eat animals or plants or magical beasties once a day, and um, armor of thorns, which he can, seems like he can activate whenever he wants, but he only gets one point in it. Mm-hmm. And he picked up some skills. He took, once again, Knowledge Engineering and Ride, because he's continuing to max those out. Yep. Um, and then he took advantage of having a bit of a wider class list and put a point in Sense Motive. Ooh. Which means he now has two whole points in it. Ooh. And he expects everyone to be very impressed. Um, he put a point in Diplomacy, bringing him to a mighty six. A point in Intimidate, bringing him to an extremely impressive eleven, because yep. that one is a fighter class skill. Uh... Um, a point in survival, which is his first actual point in survival ever. 
Where's that one coming from? Uh, it's one of the... Nine yeah, yeah, I mean, why are you taking a point in survival? Oh, Caelan has spent now a moderate amount of time in the wilderness. This represents his cumulative experience. I actually think it wouldn't be unreasonable for him to have two or three, and I may boost it up. So do you want to know about your NPC buddies? I do want to know about my NPC buddies. Okay, so Michaela... Um, Tells me nothing. Took, took a level and got some spells. Yep, good to know. Um, and and a very small amount of hit points. Yep. Is her financial strain relieved by the level? I haven't done the money yet, yep. but it will be, yes. Yep. Um, Bryn got many more hit points. Yep. Uh, no saves, more base attack bonus. Um, this level gets the monk ability wholeness of body, which is like paladin lay on hand stuff. But she can only use it on her, right? Nope. Oh, really? She can use it on you as well. Wow, cool. It's it's a whopping 14 hit points a day, so, you know, don't spend it all at once. D- does but um, it's a lot better healing than she had yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a lot to be said, given it's the only healing either one the, of us has the theory, a team of two. The theory being that it's basically um, cheap ending style of stuff. You know, she now knows enough to essentially, you know, massage your body with the poke-poke pressure points that it feels better style of thing. That's cool. Um, and spent points about where you'd think and tumble and things. Um, yep. And put another yet another one into sense motive. Yep. Everyone lies to her every time they talk. <laughs> um, young Tristram. Yep. Uh, also gets a base attack bonus. Uh, learns sound burst as a spell that he can actually cast. Nice. And learns Phantom Speed, Steed, and Dispel Magic as spells that he can't cast. Yeah. But uh, one day... Um, then up goes his perform, his escape artist, his search, his ride, to get it higher than yours. Um, there wouldn't be a certain amount of competition in this field. Never. Um, Mine's look, 13. Uh, his will be 14. Oh, yeah, because he's got the dexterity. On the other hand, next level, at 8th at level, you double the bonus you get from animal affinity. Yeah. So that will give you a, another advantage over him. Yeah. Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, he's rapidly approaching the point where he can stop putting points in tumble. Yep. Once you get to the point where you can fit nat 15 every time... Yeah, you know, he's, you he's one you... level away from um, the natural ones result in rolling a 15, and that's yeah. where he'll stop bothering. Brent, on the other hand, will just keep going. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even realise... Um, I'm not certain I even realised Tristram had tumble. Yeah, it's his one physical skill. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he can't climb... I'm just giving Lucas bottle back. Yeah. He can't climb or jump or any of that sort of thing, but he can roll away from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alright, Mr. Moose, I think I might just count the last little bit of that. Okay. And I presume Corwin took six ranks in various skills and is now a master of everything. Corwin spent his skill points wisely. Yeah. Uh, cross-classing another half a point into Ride. Woohoo, has he got a whole point in it now? He's got a whole point in Ride now. That's very impressive. Um... Which probably makes him the best dwarven rider for about five kingdoms hereabouts. Um, he gets a first level spell, which he probably takes something uninteresting with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. gets fourth level spells. Oh, wow. 
Uh, point he is taking divine power as his actual spell that he knows. Yep. Which is the um, whole cleric cult rage one. Yep, I remember. I um, never really got it working for at least. But it's not. Um, it's not the righteous. More of a battle, it's battle not the righteous white one where you become gigantic. Yeah. It's the one where you, your base attack bonus becomes full temporarily and you get bonuses to this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, I, I took it several times and never wound up actually casting it in a battle. And his uh, domain spell is control water. Oh, that's cool. It prob- it's a thing. It probably won't come up for a... F- certainly gives us another way to cross rivers. Yes, yes it does. You can now Moses your way across rivers. Although it's possible Corwin dis- would disapprove of not hardening up and swimming. Actually, I can see him swimming across the river, then looking at me and going, hold on, lad, I'll just pump water for you, because I know you can't do that sort of thing properly. It depends what you're doing. I mean, yeah. you can cross it with caravans and things now. Yeah. Horses. Yeah. Yes, yeah, certainly the horses become increasingly a challenge in combat as they don't level with you. Mm-hmm. Unlike Cloud, the awesome battle steed who didn't level. Muggsy there can be stuffed in bed any time. Yeah, yeah, I more think more. I think Muggsy's had enough, but we'll just um, put him up and let him burp himself a little bit first. Character sheets are not for eating. Okay, and that's it. That's where everybody's at. Yep. Cool. So you were basically. Um, uh, more or less rousting your army to go well, yeah. up, up to you really, um, you can roust your army to go as fast as it can, which is not as fast as you can go, because you've got you know, a lot less people Yeah, I think um, Bryn and I will probably ride ahead yep. to um, and leave at least one or two of the others with the army to head home at their um, more slower pace Yep And you arrive at Elk's Rest Where, despite what you might ex- be expecting to see, um, you do not see a lot of smoke rising from the city. Okay, well that's heartening. Um, Unless it's just because they've put the fires out and now it's just wreckage. However, as you start to approach within visual sight, the place is in a shambles. Um, you, about half an hour out, start heading through ploughed fields that have just been torn up into you know all the dirt yeah. upended and thrown everywhere. Um, trees that have just been smashed down out of the way. Sorry, but the sweetheart trees have been torn up. So, fields have been torn up, trees have been knocked down. Um, you come across a lot of blood and then realise you're heading through some farmer's livestock patch which has just been cut to pieces. Yep, so we're looking at big dismembered cow chunks style yep. of thing. Yep. And it, it looks like basically something huge has come in a direct line straight through here. There's sort of cow chunks thrown to either side kind of thing. Um, and when you actually get to Elk's Rest itself, there are a number of people in the streets, um, many of them sort of milling around, many of your civilians sort of milling around in shock many of the actual um, soldiers and watchmen and trained people you have uh, forming bucket brigades to put out the few little fires that are smouldering. It it doesn't look like the place has been set on fire so much as fires have happened as a result of the destruction. Candles being knocked over and that sort of thing. Rubble is being dug up by people very slowly and the whole town is just, just looks like an earthquake has come through it. Blimey. And 
people will very rapidly start to point as you reappear. The king! It's the king! It's the king! A few very scattered, morose, yeah, cheers go up from the crowd. Um, And word will quickly, word will quickly reach you. Um, That word will quickly reach other people, rather, that you are here. And first will come out to greet you. Um, He looks quite badly damaged. He has big, smashy claw marks or you know, dented into his body. Yeah. Um, moreover, he is the only counsellor that comes out to actually meet you. Yeah. And, and he stops, you know, gives you a gives you a sort of salute. And says, Your Majesty. This see before you see before you the devastation I regret to inform you that Chief Chief Sutskale is unavailable, he is badly wounded but will live Svetlana and Grineska are in mourning Oleg Oleg is dead But but our casualties have been comparatively light we expect to recover many of the buried, we can hear them trapped Right. And he will start walking you, presuming you want to know what's happening, he'll yeah, start yeah. walking you around town and showing off things. He says, we received, word, we received word from panicking farmers about ten minutes before it arrived. A An enormous creature, part, part owl, part bear. It rampaged through the city in a straight line, came in in the, north, in the northeast corner, here and gestures to what you recognise was uh, Lady Nanai's um, La- Lady Nanai Valara's um, manor house. Noble house. Yep. Oh dear. It has been obliterated. Oh dear. Just rendered down to such an extent that the building itself is gone. Yeah. Um, the manor next door to it has been damaged as well, as have a couple of the surrounding buildings, but nowhere near as badly. Um, this, is this this takes you to a point in the street and says, this is where we gathered to make our stand against the creature. Chief Sootscale, myself, and the, and the guards, the guardsmen that we could muster, and several, civili- several civilians, Svetlana, Goody Niska, and you know, several, he will list off several other um, yeah. citizens of town you're aware of that are martially inclined. We dealt, we dealt the creature, we dealt the creature several severe blows, at which, at which point it rampaged off away from the city. As you can see, we have extensive recovery work to do. There are several people trapped. There are several people trapped but alive within the rubble. We are able to get food and water to them. Digging them out will be a matter of perhaps days. Casualty numbers have been set. Casualty numbers have now been assessed as light. Damage control is underway. The beast has retreated. The situation is temporarily under control, but we have no way of knowing if it will return. If it, if, if it will return, we hurt it, but I am unsure whether it lost its purpose or was actually harmed enough to retreat. Right. 
Well, Brendan and I could try and trail it, or we can stay here and try and dig people up, put things back together. I have a, I have assigned I have assigned scouts to I have assigned scouts to follow the rudimentary beginnings of the trail of the creature. They inform me that it will not be difficult at all, and he sort of points this way, yeah. and you can see like the trail of destruction going yeah. off that way to the point where you don't need Britain for this. Yeah, you know, a child could follow this. Yeah, and this thing has come through here literally a matter of a day ago at this point. Yeah, so and yes, Caleb starts processing basically. Yep, and yes, so you will be filled in. Um, Chief Sutscale has been... Can I have your um, kingdom character sheet? So, Akaros was with you. Yes. Um, as was Michaela, Tristram, Bryn, Corwin. Yeah. Um, first has been injured, but not terribly badly. Yeah, Corwin will um, be able to patch him up once he gets back up here and prepares Manicol. Chief Sutscale has more or less been mauled unconscious. Yeah. And, and has ceased doing anything useful at that point. Yeah, but, you know, he's, he's going to live, which is not nothing. Um, and Svet, Svetlana and Goody, Svetlana and Goody Niska are also largely unharmed. Cool. And you can seek them out at any given point. They're just not out in the street being useful. Yeah. Um, first is coordinating operations along with, um, along with a few other people. Uh, but basically as the bulk of the able-bodied menfolk have left with the army, you know, when that re-arrives, they're going to have a substantively easier time of it. Yeah. However, um, he will report that basically, you know, the kingdom's defences have actually worked. Yep. With with very little warning, they coordinated enough people to drive off this giant monster. The only thing you have lost is that building. Yeah. Um, you have several dozen wounded people, some of them very badly, but your only casualty is Oleg. Right. Okay, that's a that's that's not good, but it could be worse. All right. So. Um, yeah, um, I would like better information at this point. Yes, by all means. Um, this um, is tr- tracking this creature down and killing it a um, PC scale thing or a kingdom scale thing. Okay, so at this point, this this simple things metal wise. Yep. Um, for one thing, the noble villa is gone. It yep. is functionally destroyed, along with any benefit it was deriving your kingdom. Yeah. Um, and is essentially beyond repair. You could rebuild another one there. Yeah. But there's so little left of the structure. Um, this is what your vacant stability checks for, incidentally, to see how much of your kingdom was getting destroyed to bits. Yeah. Um, so tracking the beast should be relatively simple, and people want you to do it um, fairly quickly because yeah. they're worried it might turn around and come back at any point. Yeah. Um, this is a PC scale problem. Cool. Um, because your army is going to be um, hauled into disaster recovery. Sweet. So that, that's very helpful, because I wasn't certain if Kaylin should do just the, um, disaster recovery or beast tracking. Yeah. But No, no. Um, the conception is definitely what the people want is some mighty hero to go off and either slay this beast or drive it off or solve its problem or yeah. something. What they describe to you is um, 
you know, Kaylin probably very vaguely recognises if it looks like a bit of an owl and a bit of a bear, it's an owl bear, but a, a gigantic... Yeah, it must be like four or six times the size of the owl bears we would normally run across. Yeah, normal ones are large, this is gargantuan. Yeah, so that's that's like three size categories up or something. Yeah, it, it, it first literally describes something the size of the buildings, just yeah. running through them and going smash. Yeah. Um, it came through, rampage, came through in a straight line, rampaged until they drove it off. Yeah. And then rampaged off away from the city. Yeah. Um, at which point they, they pretty much let it go because they weren't in any position to, fo- to follow it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have no idea, you know, where it came from, why it came from, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Alright, well, it sounds like you've got things under control here. Um, we won, obviously, and the rest of the army's only um, two days down the road that way with the rest of the councillors. Um, Bryn and I can be um, off after this beastie to try and track it, and at least... It sounds a bit large. We may or may not be able to... But it depends on how badly you wounded it. If it's badly enough to it, we can finish it off, but at least we can make sure of its direction and the like. And the the tracks that you are following, you know, you... you follow them for sort of five minutes are literally the swath of fallen trees style of thing. Yeah. You will have no trouble at all following this with anyone who isn't visually impaired. Yeah. So yes. Yes. That is so your your basic choices are um your your counsellors and your army will be back imminently. Yeah. Um, at which point you can switch PCs or whatever. Okay, so cool. Design. That does sound good. It, it would be fun to take someone else out, even yeah. though I've just been out with Bryn. Yeah, because, I mean, Kaylin's going to have to be in the city for, for a couple of hours anyway. Be to catch up on. And, and report in that, you know, yeah. we've actually won the battle. Yeah, so. I think given the circumstances, the battle will be, you know, along the lines of, you know, we killed the Grolka, also trolls. But um, I can at least, you know, free slaves and the like. Yep, so, but yes, I can stick around for a couple of hours and pick up someone to take out with me. Mm-hmm. And when your army comes back, you will start coordinating them on disaster relief. Basically, yep. people need food, water, and digging up out of rubble. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And your your healers are busy because you have several people who are badly wounded. Yeah. Um, and several people who are moderately wounded from bits of building falling on them and that sort of thing. Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, can be handled by whoever you've got available. Yeah. So yes, what do you wish to do with your life? Um, and if you want to go and um, see Svetlana and Goody Neskera in... in uh, Svetlana's new home, basically. Yeah, I think I will stop in and um, see them. So, you knock at the door. Um, you hear Goody Niska's voice telling you, telling you, give us a moment. And after a minute or so, the door is opened by Goody Niska, of course. And she looks to you, um, doesn't look awesomely surprised to see yeah. you, that's surprisingly. And, and says, oh, Caitlin, come in. I assume I assume you've I assume you've caught up on the news. Aye. And she takes you in where you see Svetlana is sitting on the couch. Um, she has you know a nice hot cup of tea, kind of sitting in her hand that's yeah. just steaming away slightly. Yeah. She's just staring, very very much shell shocked. Uh, she looks like she has been wounded as well, but not you know beaten to a corpse. Yeah. 
Um, Goody Niska, just so we should take two. So, do you plan on tracking this creature down? I just waiting for the the uh, the others in the army are just behind us, just waiting for them to catch up. Then we'll decide who's staying here and who's going off after it. This is a dark day for Stagthorn. I, I'm actually, um, I will have told first, uh, you know, after he'd given me yeah. the report, I will have clapped him on the shoulder and said, you did well protecting the city. Yeah. Thank you. And he, now that he has a very good idea where you've come from, basically sent a couple of runners out to the army to fill yep. them in an advanced style of thing. Yeah. Because there's no point marching them in completely exhausted. Yeah. And, um, aye, but it seems that, um, you here did a good job of protecting it. Of a sort. I have... I'm... She, she actually looks a bit shell-shocked herself as well. She says, I'm a woman of the city. I've never seen anything like that thing before in my life. I well, I've seen a good few things, but it doesn't sound like anything I've ever seen either. The normal owl bears are a quarter that size of that. This thing... It's too easy to use the word monster, but this thing certainly sounds like a monster by anyone's definition. It, it was so strong, it, it ripped clean through the buildings. And uh, and then she sort of looks over at Svetlana, drops her voice down into a very soto tone, and has a, a sort of more whispered conversation. Svetlana just doesn't... Uh, yeah. Is is Tobias anywhere around? Um, he is not. Um, and if you ask the question, he is basically being pulled off onto the next door neighbour. Sweet. Um, where he's and is largely unaware that anything's happened, other than you know there's been some sort of attack on the city. Yeah. That's that's tomorrow's problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She Goodyniska drops her voice down low and says. Svetlana went out to face the thing, went out with the others to face the thing. She seemed to think that we could help. Oleg, I'm sure his intentions were good, but he got in the way. He was worried about her, maybe, and he tried to tried to pull her back or some such, got in the way, things away. I was arguing with him, trying to get him to retreat with the other civilians and then it, it came straight through the wall knocked him clean across the room smacked his head against the stone Svetlana had been standing there a few minutes before before old egg had barked at her ordered her to head for home She didn't go, but he did at least move her out of the way. Oh, what a mess. It wasn't your fault. No, of course it wasn't my fault. I didn't call that thing here. I'm sure it's not coincidence that it arrived just as you went, just as you took the entire army off, just after you took the entire army off to fight Hagrokka. No, I should have ensured the city was better um, protected. But sometimes people blame themselves after, particularly if they were standing nearby. 
Ole Gunn's his own death. He didn't have to behave like a fool. He chose to. This is all quite quiet. Yeah. But, um, however, Spitlana is uh, unsurprisingly very upset about it. I. And um, Kayla will move round to beside Svetlana. Yeah. She doesn't register you for a moment, then sort of blinks a couple of times. Just just like picking up, you move across your field of vision, she sort of blinks a couple of times. And turns to you, and her hand shakes very slightly with teeth. Oh, Caitlin. You're here. I, I should... I should... There's nothing you need to be doing, perhaps. Yeah. And I will gently take the tea off her, yep. put her down, and put yep. give her a hug. Yeah, get will okay. the tea out of the way. Give her a hug. He came to save me. Goody Niska tells. He came to save me, Zapta tells me. He thought I still needed saving. It was a silly thing to do, but. I do think shows that he cared for you. He still felt, he still felt, he still cared for you. She tells me you were very brave, but I'm not surprised, and I'm not surprised. If we had still been back in in Thornwatch this would not have happened we had still been back at the shop together and she leans into your shoulder and starts crying into it just as likely a um, troll had come barging through the wall one day and killed you both you can't think like that lass anything could have happened world isn't a safe place you know that as well as anyone this isn't your fault she just falls against your yeah. shoulder sobbing. Yeah. And I will just sit with her for yeah. a while. At, at present, that's definitely what she's got in her head. Yeah. Is, you know, if she hadn't done 52 different things, then I'd still be home selling goods in the shop. Yeah. That's pretty much where Kaelin is taking it, only a slightly different version. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't... Um, while he's upset about it, it definitely isn't consuming him the way consuming her. Yes. Yes, but I mean, even if it's now her ex-husband, it was yeah. her husband of yeah. several years. Yeah, absolutely. And possibly the father of her child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Caleb will just sit and wait until um, she calms down a bit. Yeah. But she will, sort of, eventually. Yeah. What What happens now? Uh, well, my plan is I'm going to try and track down the beastie and kill it. And then we'll need to patch up the city as best we can. Good. Find this thing. Find whoever is responsible for killing my husband. I will, Les. I promise. Goody Niska sort of puts her hand on both of your shoulders and says, 
this isn't going to get any easier in a hurry, my dear. But I have counseled many young women on how to deal with grief of various natures. We'll sort this out together. Well, I want to. I do want to go off and kill this beastly lass, but if there's anything I can be doing for you now or later, you have only to name it. You know that, right? She she sort of gives a vague nod and a vague shake of the head. <laughs> yeah. All right. It wasn't your fault. It was never your fault. Whoever sent this beast it was their fault. And yes, will, you know, very gradually disengage himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, walk out of the room and then, um, look around for something not obviously structural and hit it very hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another building falls there. <laughs> Hence the not obviously structural. I'm knowledge engineering, I've got ten ranks in it yeah, now. Yep, yeah, hard to argue with. Um, You know, um, actually, um, talk to, um, go find Bryn and track down the others and have a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Bryn very much, um, recognizing the social awkwardness of the situation stayed well the hell away from you going to Comfort Svetlana. Yeah. Um, and then, when you come back out of the main city, she is speaking with Corwin and Michaela and Tristan. Yeah, sorry. And as you approach them, Tristan's saying, but, but Albers simply don't grow to that size. I mean, certainly not naturally. Ah, oh, it's got to be some kind of magical effect. Hello, everyone. How's she doing? She's not taking it well. The, um, if they were still in Thornwatch... And the idiot shoved her out of the way and then got killed for it. So, um, she's taking it kind of hard. It's... I can't say I'm best pleased. I wish I'd bloody real recruited a second, but a, a little second army to take care of the place. But I was I had my mind fully on trolls. I wasn't thinking of other things that could attack. But Goody Niska pointed out, and she's quite right, it ain't a coincidence this thing turned out as soon as we took the army out of the um, capital. Somebody was waiting. As soon as we took the army south, somebody was waiting for the opportunity. Somebody with some quite impressive magic. I know it's not um, saying much that I couldn't have done this, but I certainly, as far as I know, don't know anyone else who could have. Uh, uh, well, this is Tristan, uh, uh, Case in point, that's that's not entirely true. Uh, I mean, if if you look here, and he shows you a sheet covered in mathematical calculations that yep. are, of course, largely meaningless to you. Uh-huh. Um, he says, 
based on the relative size and pace length of this creature, it would rather depend on where it came from, but I, I don't think we could have missed it if it was close to the kingdom. I don't think it was sent out as a consequence of, um, I don't think it was sent out as a consequence of our, um, of our taking the army out of here. This has happened more recently. This would have been a couple of days ago, just after our battle, just around the time of our battle at the Grolka. Certainly not, certainly not several days, certainly not several days ago after the army left. So he tracks the sequence of events being basically, he took the army out, it took you a couple of days to go down, go down yeah. to Hagrolka's kingdom. Um, you beat Hagrolka, and then this thing came and attacked. Right. So it attacked because we killed the Grolka? Uh, that, that certainly appears to be the correlation. Or, or at the same, or yeah. it, it appears that or at or the same time, or because yeah. you went to fight him, or something. Yeah. But it's, it's not directly related to your army left the city, then this thing attacked it. Yeah. Well, and, um, there was, there was something weird, and Kellen will narrate the, um, sequence of events involving the, um, glowing, glowy green leaves, um, leaves, glowy green, um, Hagrolka head talking. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, I, I mean, quite certainly Faye. I, they seem to be taking quite an interest in who heads up the kingdom, and it seems to be this green lady's got her mind on it being candidate of her choosing. I mean, the, the, the leaves could have been any number of different variations of messenger spells, or I suppose even a living creature bound to pass on. How fast would you say they were going? Would they have reached another destination to pass a message along to this, this owlbear? Possibly. Yeah, but they were moving going, at the speed of wind. Yeah, so. but they were um, but her response seemed to come before that. I think she when we were still in the throne room, I think she knew when he was dead. Either that or she was quite close by. I think there's some... Um, it was her, her Grolka died, the leaves flew off his throne, then yeah. as you were looting the place, his head started talking to him. Yeah, so the, the, even at the speed of wind, she either knew by some other means, or the leaves delivered a message to someone who was quite close by. Yeah. It's, um, but I don't think it's a coincidence. It's all um, the stag lord's preoccupation with green-haired woman. And now in Hugolka going on about being chosen. They're both speaking the same language. I'm not saying it's only one enemy we've got, but it's um, her behind both of them, I would say. Green hair is common amongst uh, many types of fair women, and many of them are described as being devastatingly attractive. Well, I mean, her being... Nymphs, dryads, nixies, pixies... He starts rattling off... Yeah, no, the, we, we don't need the full list. We don't need the full list, kid. I think, um... Yeah, unsurprisingly, the Fae Realms actually have a reasonable corner on the, you know, sexy woman, sexy, weird-looking woman variety. Yeah. And aside from anything else, her being Fae, it's not saying that's actually what she looks like, merely how she chooses to appear when she's hanging out around here. I suppose... But either case, it may be that this um, Alvia is some kind of thing she's cooked up as revenge for me killing the big guy. She didn't t- seem to take my turning her down well. 
but it may be something something else related to what Hagrokel's been up to. And um, we'll dig out the um, magic glowy fur thing that we have that looks like the dream ring that we lost mm-hmm. and narrate its backstory. I'd like to... Uh, glowy fur? Uh, magic um, monocle with the green hair in it. Right. Okay. Sorry, I was having trouble remembering the actual item. If we could isolate what this does, the last one let, you, let someone communicate with you in your, your dreams, but I didn't I didn't feel comfortable about putting it on and going to sleep, which may have been a mistake. And then it vanished from my possession, which I, I found a bit odd. In, in all fairness, like it didn't literally vanish from your possession. You put it in a chest somewhere, went back and looked for it a month later, yeah. and it had been taken, and it yeah. was gone. Yeah, but I was a bit suspicious about that, because my stuff doesn't usually Correct. Yes. disappear. So, But you basically looked at it initially, went, ah, so, so it enables you to speak to someone in your dreams, yeah, I don't want to do that, put it away, and the yeah. next time you went and looked for it, and it, it wandered off. Yeah. Michaela, could you um, identify it and keep a bit of an eye on it? I think thinking it might be worth. If it does the same thing as the other one, I think it might be worth me giving it a try this time. Uh, yes, certainly. Uh, not today, but no. Now, it's that some of us need to be tracking this beastie down, and some of us need to be seeing things around here. Is Lady Nene okay, given her estate's been destroyed? Oh, uh, yeah, she wasn't even here. Right, sweet. She was down playing in her sauna. Yeah. Uh, but, word but, has not actually yet reached her, necessarily reached her of this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cross uh, that bridge when we come. Yeah, any number of people have been badly injured in her house, but, you know, servants and things. Well, also, I imagine she would be concerned about that, yes. but there's not a lot she can do about it if nobody's told her. Um... And the point is, um, you know, she's not being killed, which is the main thing. Yeah. But, I mean, she's going to provide very little in the way of useful, immediate assistance. So yeah. So nobody's tracked her down as a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, um... If anyone has any particular thoughts on how there could be a special use killing this beastie, now's the time to sing out. Alright, so Tristan rolls knowledge magical creaturey things. Um and tells you basically, you know, based on he's gone around, he's got the descriptors off the town folk, etc. etc. Um he will actually tag it as being um what he calls a Fey Touched Albert. Ah. Um Fey Touched basically being a um a type of template style of thing. Um, yeah. You've seen um, the uh, the bats in that um, in the Tomb of the Lonely Warrior were, were fate attached ones. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they were. They were, they, were, were they, 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 they were much bigger all, than normal bats. All, all it is is it makes them like you know weird mutant radioactive things. Yeah. Actually. Um, he, he basically talks about it's it's using the growth energy of the first world because the first world is inherently more alive than ours is. It's it's bubbling with life energy and that kind of thing. And you can make things bigger and stronger and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a bit more mutant. 
Um, so that's that's what he suggests you're looking at. None of the descriptive... Therefore, it will be a completely unique entity as opposed to anything um, that you've ever seen before. before. Yeah. Um, none of the descriptors of what it was doing appear to be terribly unusual to him, though. Like, it didn't shoot laser eyes, it didn't fly, it didn't have other mutant fae riding on it or anything. It appears to be quite similar in capacities to norm- what normal Albeers could yeah. do if they were gargantuan. Yeah. Um, it, it's described as being really big and really angry. Yeah. Um, and therefore he basically says what you can expect is something that's incredibly monolithically strong. Um, it, it was punching holes in buildings. Um, as an owlbear, it has claws and a bite attack. It can, it, it can grab people, but they don't tend to if they're, um, if they're, if they're enraged rather than thinking straight style of thing. Yeah. Um, he can't tell you for certain because it could be an intelligent creature, but he, that largely they are magical beasts originally that are a mutate of owls and bears put together by wizardry. And they're not traditionally very smart. Yeah, he would expect something to be, you know, animal levels of, moderate animal levels of cunning, something this big and fey touched will be more cunning than your average animal, but you're still only talking, you know, a, a very low intelligence creature. It probably can't talk. Yeah, and um, its attack certainly doesn't seem to be particularly thought out yeah. so much as just mindless, mindlessly smashy. Yeah, it, it certainly hasn't come for like the most strategic bit of the city or anything. Yeah. It's just come for that's the corner that it yeah. was coming in on. And yeah, he, he would suggest um, that normally you'd never see an owlbear attacking a city. Yeah. There's an external force motivating it, which is not terribly surprising. Yeah. Um, in terms of how to kill it, yeah. any methodology will do it. Yeah. You know, applying, turning a stone, applying sufficient damage to yeah. it, etc., etc. It's just very big and very strong. Yeah. So he would suggest methodologies that don't involve standing in front of it and whacking it repeatedly with a sword and hoping it goes down before you do. Which is unfortunate because that's kind of Kaelin's big thing. Yeah, yeah. In terms of um, what you've got up your sleeve, people-wise and stratagems-wise and that yeah. sort of thing, um, you have um, Corwin, who has um, fascinating spells for this sort of thing, you know, fairy deathy type things. Yeah. Um, you have Bryn, who is very, very quick. Yes. Uh, be it a melee fighter. Yeah. And not a spring attacky one. Um, you have Tristan, who is actually an archer. Yes. Um, and you have Michaela, who is an iron wall. And, you know, but almost certainly can't sustain hits from the thing, but has a lot of AC. Yes, which is, um, is helpful. The, the general conversation and conception is that somebody needs to go after it. On the other hand, if we all leave, then the citizens are going to freak out and worry that yeah. someone else is going to come back. So a couple of us should stay here and say two people, one of them being yeah. Kaelin, should go out. And... Alright. I think, um, Tristram, you're the best we've got with the ranged attacks and you know the most about um, weird fey creatures. I think you can come out with me and we'll have a swing at it. But, um, 
we'll take horses so we can ride away. If, and um, if it's getting too much for us, we'll bail out again. He, he blinks a couple of times. Oh, um... Yes, I, I suppose that's smart. <laughs> Uh, if you don't want to, lad, I can take one of the. If you don't want to, I can take one of the others. No, no, no. I. Someone has to stop this thing. Yep. Clap on the back. Look, we're not going to be. We're not going to be daft about this. I want this. I want this thing bad, but we've got plenty of time. We can um, try and come up with. We can. Um, we can. We want to try and take advantage of it while it's already wounded. But if we can't uh, take it, it, it now, we'll find out where it's leering and come back with better weapons. Um, and speaking of which, um, can we get look into getting some kind of awesome magical arrows? Um, in what sense? Um, I was thinking of poison, the possibility of poisoned arrows off the top of my head, but um, is there any chance we could find, uh, purchase a couple of magical arrows before we set out, possibly? Um, so... Uh, for starters, if you're not already healed up, you can consider yourself as such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, trust, um, everybody has had ample opportunity to cast um, sufficient healing spells on you, which they would have done as a matter of um, moderate priority after the Hidrolka fight. Yeah. And it has actually been a couple of days since then. Um, let's see, so... <laughs> uh, sadly, Tristan has a bunch of animal bane arrows, which he knows won't work. Yeah. And a potion of hide from animals that he also knows won't work. Yeah. So I'm thinking, um, in terms of, um, magical beast bane, it, it, could we get a couple of magical beast bane arrows? Um, you are in a store, in, in a town that has a magic shop, albeit presumably a currently frantically stressed magic shop. Yep. Um, pass me your city. Yes, your base value is sufficiently over that. These things are theoretically available. Um, uh, poison you will not have access to. You don't have anything in the ilk of um, black markets or dodgy people or yeah. Gorgians or anything here. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um Yes, you can acquire beast bane arrows if you're so magical beast bane arrows if you're so inclined. I am. Um, Christopher Rossi will um, go hunting for them in his stocks and say, "Yes, yes, I'm sure I have something about." Uh, and can you roll me a luck check? Seventeen. Okay, so that he will actually have a more stock of these then. You may purchase up to eight of them from them. How much do they? How much do they come? Good question. I don't know. Off the top of my head. They are not actually awesomely expensive. It is a calculable problem. They're 40 gold a pop. Oh, sweet. Then we'll buy them. Assuming you just want basic, um, with nothing on them but magical beast bane. Yep. Yep, no. We'll buy all eight of them out of the party fund and give 
Five for Tristram, three for Caitlin. Okay. I'll just dig out the uh, party funds and take more touch. Oleg's the first guy on my list of noticeable people on stag for. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Okay. So 40 times 8 is 320, if that works. Basically, the, um, the creature has been wounded presuming that it doesn't have access to healing potions and clerics and that kind of thing, which it might or might not. It depends entirely yeah. what the setup is. The faster you get after it, the more wounded it will be. Yeah, so we will acquire these things and set out. Yep. Okay. And so following the trail here, as I say, is pretty damn dirt simple. Yeah. Um, there is this lengthy trail of upended trees, smashed down things, big ass footprints, bits of owlbear blood, etc., etc. And do you want to try and um, uh, ride hard for this? Essentially. Yes. Can you interest in making ride checks? Uh, 20. And Omega 18. And I rolled a 7. Mm-hmm. Although Christian must have also rolled very poorly. Yes, yes, he did. So. Yeah, Catelyn's basically hasn't spent any time just sitting or resting yeah. or anything like that. He's come into the town, got first report, comforted Svetlana, gone and talked to the counsellors, found magical beasts and arrows, and set out out from the city all in the same sort of four or five hour period. Okay, so so you ride as hard as you can following this trail. Um, You are not... Based on Tristan's calculations of things speed, you're not expecting to catch up with it unless it stops. Yeah. Um, because it's going as fast as your horses and it's got a, at least several hours of lead on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Given it was a day ago that it attacked the town and, you know, it's taken us time to get there and yeah. then time to leave again. It's got a couple of days lead on us. Actually. Um, following this trail is, however, pretty dirt easy and you ride hard. Um, and this takes you southeast. If you want to look at your map, let me show you what you're looking at. Uh, yep. It takes you southeast down to um, what is this? Uh, that would be F10. Into the place there was something we failed that we, we missed our search check on. Yep, like an owlbear there. Yep. Say. So, yeah, hypothetically. Um, so you ride this down, it, it passes through a couple of rivers, um, which you can pretty easily pick up the trail again on the other side. Yeah. Um, and when you get down here. Once um, Christian can cast Phantom Steed, he'll be able to ride his horse over the rivers. Not for a few castle levels yet. Ah, yeah. It gets difficult terrain, then water walk, then fly. Sure. 
Um, so you arrive at this area with, that you have actually been through before. Um, yeah. And there is, you know, a big cave in here that you stuck your head in, poked around, um, found, you know, some centipedes and fungus in yeah. that, and then left it be. Yeah. Um, that is where the trail goes. Kellen swears for, for, for uh, a considerable degree of profanity in Orkish. We missed the damn thing. How would you miss... I suppose it wasn't always that big. And, and you have basically um, at a poke in this cave, because you don't necessarily explore the plumb the every depth of every cave you go past style of thing when you yeah, go exploring... Yeah. At a poke into it, you found, you know, a whole, some, some basic centipede swarms and mushrooms and things like yeah. that, and nothing of any real interest within the first three or four opening rooms. Yeah. And, yes, it's, it's a cave with a big open mouth, um, so there is basically this cave hole, a sort of gaping hole in the side of a hillock um, except this time unlike last time you were here, the earth in front of it has been trampled flat uh, there are broken tree stumps sort of dragged vaguely up towards it with big powerful claw marks on there um, you will find tufts of owlbear fur snagged in branches and things and feathers on the ground pretty damn obviously gone in there none of this stuff was here hmm? alright let some Tie the horses nearby where we've got a clear trail back out. I mean, if it's big enough to fit in there, I suppose the horses can too? I... What do we value more? Well, I'd prefer to have them, if it eats them, then we've got nothing to ride out of here on if it looks like it's going to eat us. Fair enough. Tie the horses to a, to a tree yeah. outside the cave now. And you head in. Yes. And Tristan will light his arm up so you can actually see what's in here. Yeah. Um, okay. And you follow this this cave in. Um, you pass through a couple of rooms that Tristan sort of looks at and goes, "Oh, yes, um, Violet Fungi. That one's." That one, that was a mushroom that feeds off excess moisture, you know, etc., etc., etc. His take on this is this suggests the cave is probably inhabited by something that eats a lot, right? Yeah. To, to, to and, and the mushrooms that are effectively growing out of whatever's left left of the discarded carcasses. Yeah. Um, and when you head right back into it, um, this time now that you're actually looking for it, you will find basically. Um, that there are a bunch of heavily hanging plants off all the walls, vines and overgrowth and moss and that, and at the back, now heavily dislodged, there's several vines, bits of moss pushed to the side and things, and that leads down to another tunnel that you haven't been down. Yeah. Um, this, these areas are not gargantuan-sized. The creature could theoretically fit in here, but it would definitely be squeezing in. Yeah. So, it, but there's only one, we haven't found that there's only one way back through? Sorry, you found you found a passage you didn't find before leading deeper in. Yeah, but it looks 
like the creature would have, it looks like the creature would have had to squeeze to go in, but it doesn't seem to be that it's anywhere else it could have gone. Correct. Cool. Okay, we will press on. Okay. So, leading you through several twisting tunnels. Actually, hang on a sec. Um, what we will actually do is go out and move the horses a bit closer, because now we know there's like three giant passageways. So- are you tying them up at the cave mouth or actually bringing them into the mouth of this tunnel? I think we would bring them into the mouth of this tunnel on the basis that if there's several big cavernous areas to get through, we might want horses nearby that as yep. opposed to before we press on into the deeper skinnier cave. And this tunnel then breaks off into three different ones as you go a bit further down into it. Yeah. Um, Are there any signs of which way the Alvia went most recently? Uh, the passage is much less obvious now that you're in here because right, yeah. it stopped smashing things. Yeah. So. You, can we hear anything? You can attempt to hear things. Uh, well, it's certainly as good an attempt as I'm going to get. Taylor gets 21. Yeah. Uh, you will hear things. Um, down one of the passages, um, you will hear a little noise of little shuffling legs and slight springy noises and things. Um, you take it to be somewhere with lots of cobwebs and spiders, big spiders. Right. Um, which suggests there's probably not an owl there down there because it, it can't routinely come through the spider cobwebs. Yeah. Without, you know, killing the spiders, it killing, then yeah, killing yeah, it, yeah, etc., yeah, etc., yeah. etc., etc. There'd be some mutual there. So, wrong way there. Okay. Um, one of the um, passages is... has some water-dripping noises coming from down it, which tells you nothing one way yeah. or the other. Um, and the other one of which you can just hear a very slight whistling of wind from. Cool. Alright, we'll go with wind we'll go with wind passage, not water and definitely not spiders. Hey. So you head down. Um and this actually takes you this this is now going a moderate ways down, weaving into the dirt. Uh, how far are you prepared to go if we want to go back and get horses again or any of that sort of thing? Uh Let's say about um, 400, 500 metres if it's... Yep, trivial. Okay, we go back and get the horses. Okay. And the... It's it's not nice riding terrain in here, unsurprisingly. Yeah. You probably actually walk them at this stage rather yeah. than bother. Um, but, you know, the ground is... The, 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 it is a stone ground. There is some slight water and moss on the ground, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's... Definitely rideable, but yeah. not um, for, for somebody who's not a good horseman. And you head down, 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 and down, down, down it goes. You, your guess is that you're following this for a couple of kilometres style of thing. Yeah. Um, several hundred feet, definitely. Um, and then can you roll me a spot check? Tristan is horribly penalised on it fails anyway. 14. Okay, so it is dark down here, unsurprisingly. Um, 
the only light you've got is coming off Tristan. Yeah. Doesn't worry you any. Um, it's going to be an adjustment going back to not having dark vision anymore on my next character. And what's that? You like, oh, the halflings for lost and forgotten? Or, or, or um, you know, the next guy right. I play, I'm, yes. I'm going to notice not having dark vision. Okay. Um, and what you will see up ahead in you are coming out into a large cavern, and what you will see up ahead on the floor appears to be a dead troll um, with, you know, looking fairly well-armed and armoured and generally geared up. It doesn't look like a random troll. Yeah. This one's actually wearing armour, has a weapon, has a backpack, all that sort of thing on it. But it's just lying on the ground and there is ooze, ooze and guts coming out from under it style thing. Yeah. Alright, I will... And there's no sign of the owlbear immediately about? Not immediately about. Okay, I will go up and take a look at the um, troll, or more properly, I will probably keep a bit of an eye down the passage while Tristram has a bit of a look at the troll, him being better at searching and that. So he goes over and rolls it over. Hmm. Uh, 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 um, it's still alive. Oh. Technically, I, I mean... It's it's regenerating, sort of, and he will look over this thing and assess that he makes it on being about negative 10,000 hit points, but it hasn't been killed with fire or acid, so it's still regenerating. Right. It's just been mauled and ripped into over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually left to its own devices, it will come back to life. Right. But not for several weeks at a minimum. Oh, okay. Um, well, that sounds kind of horrible. Um, Talon will enlist one of his su- supplies of acid alchemist's fire and help it out of this particular predicament. He's not a fan of trolls as a rule. <laughs> Actually, before I do that, we'll look through its stuff and see if I get any clues about it. But... Yeah, yeah, come come over and have a look at this. I mean, look at this. He rolls out a rolls out a map from the troll's backpack and says, "Well, I mean, here's the lair, pretty clearly marked, and here's Elk's Rest." Uh, do you think Hagrolka must have sent this thing? That'd be my money. Oh, Hagrolka's maps—that was the thing you wanted to be reminded about. I've got a list of um, aftermath from the battle. I figured we'd um, yep, yep. run down this thing first. Uh, just give me a moment here. Make sure I'm actually giving you all the right information instead of horribly misleading information. see this now, can't you? Is any of this stuff magical? And Kaelin will look over his gear. Uh, and yes indeed, he has all sorts of magical shit on him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, which you can have a list of or not as you like. Yeah. Um, however, basically um, 
as you start looting through it, um, one of the things that you find is a ring that is magical, and like Hagrokka's monocle, it is gold and has a couple of green hairs interlaid within the gold. Ah. Weaving round style thing. And here's that. Here's another one. Um, I don't suppose... You, I don't suppose... Well, I don't suppose you'd know what this one does either. And then... Uh, and Sorry, this is going to be... He sort of pulls a blanket and a little ooky. If you look under here and he lifts a bit of troll up, and underneath the troll you can see a bunch of these um, surprisingly green leaves. Yeah. Uh, to the extent that they look like they're the same ones that came off Hagrokka's throne. Huh. So do you suppose this is where the message went then? I guess, I mean... Is it at all possible that this guy's the Albert? Uh, that would really depend on the magical nature of the. That, that would really depend on the magical nature. Hmm. Let me have a look, and he will start casting his own detect magic. Yeah. Because then he can make spellcrafting checks. Well, none of this is transmutation focused. I mean that the. the the ring is enchantment focused. I suppose it could be uh, something to control the the Albier or something in that neighborhood. I mean, we won't know until. And then, can you make me a listen check? Uh, Fourteen. <laughs> Just echoes around the cabin. Oh. Uh. Alright, let's duck off to the side. And what you will see, literally sort of ten seconds after you hear this, is you duck off to the side and sort of look around. And then there is a... Then you see something in the darkness open and there's the glowing sort of slightly yellowing eyes of this one big blinking eye opening followed by another big blinking eye opening, each eye being you know, the the size of your torso kind of thing yeah um, and almost shimmering into being at the end of the cavern um is this enormous owlbear. You're you're pretty confident it wasn't there before, although there wasn't anything in the space it was in. Yeah. And Tristan looks at it. Oh. Interesting. It it must be shifting in and out of the first world. Part of its fate-touched abilities, perhaps? Makes sense. That explains why we didn't see it here before. I think we'd better try and kill it while we've got the chance. And it is definitely waking up. Okay. Bigger than a barn, you say? What could possibly go wrong? I'm good whenever you are. Yep. I'm waiting on you. Yep, no, I'm ready. Okay, so... As this thing starts to shimmer and almost phase into being... Um... 
you will see a couple of things. Um, for one thing, it has sort of nestled in its arms um, a regular-sized owlbear, um, which is pretty clearly dead. You know, it's got blood all over it. Yeah. Um, and as this thing emerges, it looks up and is making these sort of almost crying, honking <laughs> noises. Um, looks up at you. Its eyes go from yellow to a much more greenish tint. It drops the dead out there and <laughs> begins making incredibly loud noises and charging towards you style of thing. Yeah. Now, to give you a relative size assessment, mm-hmm. here's Caleb. This is a huge size creature. This is the owlbear. Right, gotcha. Huh? So, it is not only bigger than you, it is like being chased by a building, and not a small building. Right. Um... And is this tunnel that we're in now big enough for the owlbear to move easily? I know we've been going down through uh, the, tunnels. The, the, the cabin that it's, that it's currently in definitely is. The tunnel yeah. is not. Yeah. Um, however, the tunnel is, like, huge size, so it can definitely squeeze through it. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, you have a couple of choices available at this point. Yep. Um, it's clearly awake here, aware of your presence, angry... Yeah. Um, you can you can fight it in melee. Yeah. Um, or you can fight it at ranged. It's going to cross the room fairly quickly. Yeah. You know, you're in a, a cavern, but not an enormous yeah. one. Um, at which point, if what you want to do is fight it in melee, I'll um, lay out the minis map for it. And if what you want to do is fight it at range, then we'll actually go effectively into a chase scene because it's you'll be shooting and riding away and shooting and riding away. And that's what I want to do. Away. I don't want to fight it I don't want to fight it in a melee range. Yep. Um, I do want to endeavour to instinctively activate my new um, archery powers for my first shot, however. Yeah, so um you, you are welcome to use the abilities, but nothing is actually happening. It, 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 they'll, they'll work, but you don't see anything yet. Yep, sweet. That's nice and close. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yep. Um, I didn't know if this was the opportunity you wanted for the scene, but if it's not, I'll just use the ability in an off-screen kind of way. Um, so, as well, I would like to... Um, I mean, I'm pretty confident I can't talk to the thing, but yep. I would like to begin by running away and at least speaking to it a little bit to see if it shows any signs of comprehension, given it's got a dead baby there. Yep. Um, so I will, um, like, probably spend a round on running away and trying, seeing if it speaks Sylvan style of thing. Which I think is very unlikely, but I'll just give it a swing. Okay. So, can you then roll for initiative? Yes. Two. Kaelin is surprised when the Alvira appears out of nowhere. Uh, Tristan on ten. So that will be Barry making our hole first, I imagine. Yep. No shock there, alright. We're already in exactly the right order. Yep. Alvira, Tristan, Kaelin. Yeah. Okay, so 
there'll be a charges towards you, hon- making a sort of honking, rasping growl, yeah. um, with no sign of response at all to your um, your overtures to it. Yeah. Um, and can you give me a sense motive check? You're breaking it. Yeah, I've got 14. Okay. Unless I'm torturing for some kind of piano clean because it's an owl there, in which case less. Uh, if you were trying to assess some sort of complex motive to it, then, yeah. then, then yes. You know, how does it feel about this versus that yeah. style of thing? I'm guessing um, it doesn't like people. <laughs> not, not only does it not like people, it is in a completely and utterly blind bestial rage. It's just going to follow you and rend you and follow you and rend you until you are very, very dead. Then it will probably rend you some more. Right. So you're confident that it is A, actually raging, as in yep. the barbarian D&D term, um, B, that it is not going to do anything intelligent whatsoever. Yep. Um, and see that um, running away is probably, you know, a good suggestion. Yep, yep, no, I'm content with the, um... Do I have any clue... Does it look injured? Do I have any... Does it uh, appear to have recovered entirely from... Has now been a few days? Uh, yes, it still looks like it has various nicks and scratches in it. It's no longer, however, copiously bleeding from large wounds and things. Yep. So it, it looks like some of the damage is still there, some of it is gone. It's, yeah. It's healed up naturally, basically. Yeah, it's naturally recovered from some of the wounds, but not all of them. Correct. Okay. Okay. So what would probably be um, of use to you here is the mechanics of how this is going to work. Yeah. Sounds helpful. Um, which is essentially, um, this is going to be a, a vaguely Savage Worldsian running chase style thing. Yeah. Um, you're not going to a successful end here, however, you're just going until somebody's dead. It's effectively a running fight. Yeah. Um, so basically, the owlbear is chasing you. Um, it is less fast than your horses. Yeah. And is probably going to be slowed down by the terrain. Yeah. Um, giving you several opportunities to get shots off at it. And basically, it is going to be able to catch up with you catch up with you, have a slash and fall behind again style of thing. So every couple of rounds, depending on your relative speeds and checks and that kind of thing, it's going to get a a swing off at you. Yeah. Um, In between that, you'll basically be shooting at it, trying to drop it before it drops you. Yeah. Does that make a sort of sense to you? Yeah. And presumably we will have the opportunity to... Like, because we're presumably not riding to outdistance it so we don't get totally out of bow range style of thing. Yeah. If we're really getting spleened, we'll have an opportunity to drop it to a different kind of chase where if instead of attacking it, we just try and ride and, out the lever yeah, and well, get out of at range. At this point, I presume you're basically every round you're riding and shooting, riding and shooting, riding yep. and shooting. Yeah. As opposed to riding flat out as fast as you can. Yeah, cool. Just wanted the escape opportunity clear. Um, so... Starters, you are both on foot um, at this point. Yep. And presumably all armoured up and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So your current speed is 20 feet. Yes. And Tristan's is currently 30. Um, And um, given that you were coming back down, coming down here to horseback ride it and that sort of thing, do you want to have a short bow? 
Given that you can't fly your longbow off the back of a horse. That is a very good point, yes. Yes. It's it's a known quantity that you were doing this. Yes, yes, I will have a backup shortbow. Yep. Okay. And so what we see then is the great eye opens, the other eye opens, and this thing starts to come through, and you realise that there is no world where you're going to be able to stand more than two or three rounds in melee with this thing. It will just literally rip your head off and yeah. eat it. You need to take this thing out at range, yeah. which means to start with, you need to run. Yeah. Um, so we start on the first round. Yep. Um, and you and Tristan are both on the ground. Uh, the initiative order won't matter strictly for several yep. things. And the fact that it's gone first means it will get to hit you at the start of each round before you get any chance to hit it back style of thing. Yeah. Um, so, on the first round, can you and Tristan both give me ride checks? Because I assume you want to mount up as fast as humanly possible. Oh, yes. Uh, that's a 26. And Tristan will not succeed at that, uh, which is going to deny him his attack this round, essentially, because instead of shooting at it, he'll spend his other move, his move action getting on the damn horse. Um, I don't... Th- in that case, I don't think that's worth spending a hero point. Yep. It would be different if he wasn't going to make it onto the horse. That would spend okay. a hero point. So, he panics. It's yeah. Just, but it, it's, it's so big. It's, oh, oh my god, what, what is that thing? Get on the horse! And, and then struggles on the horse. Yeah. You leap up on the horse, however, yeah. and start riding towards the tunnel back out, out yeah. of here. Um, can you then make me a ranged attack roll on it as you can pull out your bow because you've got quick draw and all that sort of thing and take a shot at it yes okay that would be a 10 okay Caitlin um, you know shoots it as you know, I, I don't actually think Kalen would miss because it's the size of a building, yeah. but it's so kind you, of got... You hit it, it, and it just yeah, kind so of bounces off. I, I, I think probably embeds in the fur, you know, like it's got, it, the, either the fur or the yeah. feathers doesn't so, actually penetrate and eat, eat and even graze it. Tristan has told you they basically have, um, they have what looks like bear fur, but it's so heavily dense and matted it's like steel, yeah. so it's got a reasonable amount of natural armor on it, and, and the arrow just goes tuck straight yeah. off it. Um, let me know before you roll if you're firing off your magical beast bane arrows too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I'm... And so Tristan will hop up on his horse and start riding away from it, and that is round one. Yep. And then round two, um, you are now riding up a gentle slope. Can you make me a ride check at a DC? so easy, I suspect you can't fail. Yeah, I... Tristan's fine. I got a nine. I mean, I've got plus thirteen to ride, so yep. I suspect either one of those things will do it. You ride up the gentle slope, and at this point, the Albia bursts into the smaller tunnel and and makes some squelching and squeezing noises. You see, it's clearly got bones in there, but they seem to be incredibly flexible, almost like a spider body. It sort of <laughs> down to the tunnel. So this must be some kind of other fate touch yeah. thing. Yeah. And basically, you are the two of you are riding up a tunnel, shooting backwards at it as you go. Yeah. And it is squeezing up behind you. It's it's paws out in front and going, rawr, reaching out towards you, rawr, clawing chunks out of stone. Uh, and at this point, can you give me a will save versus fear? Yeah. Uh, Twenty four. 
Tristan will also make that. So this is kind of piss terrifying. You're yeah, in the yeah, dark. Yeah. The echoes of this howling just fill the cave now. When it hits the stone, it actively claws chunks out of it. And it is coming up behind you faster than you might expect. Yeah. Um, yes, I was kind of hoping the tunnel would slow it down a bit more than that. However, you are still fine. Um, and you can shoot it again. Uh, at this point, its AC actively drops by several points because it's squeezing. Cool. Alright, but um, Kalen sucks with the bow, so he's not going to take any kind of um, bonuses and stuff. And I didn't necessarily know we were going to be fighting it in bow shot. I don't think I can have um, take particularly taking bow fighting things, because I didn't know until I came down here how we were going to be fighting Yeah, it. you also haven't had the time to do it. Yeah, that's true. To delay yourself. Yeah, because we've been rushing around. Yep. No. Um, okay, so what we're going to do is... Um, what I'm going to do... For this shot, is I'm going to spend my spite, but and one of my magical arrows. Okay, go for it. Maybe I re-roll this one because I only have one of some of this stuff. Yeah, I think I might re-roll that. Would you like your um hero points? I would like my hero points. What do you have on that incidentally? Uh, a one, a crit bundle. Right. Okay. So yes. That, that will unsurprise me. I, I, I don't feel any need to do the math and see if it hits because it won't fail. Full supply of hero points. Yep, uh, three for Kaelin. Three. Uh, that's is it? Um, yep, no, no, it's three. It's three. I I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I mean, he does. I can't remember if he gets. I don't think he gets an extra one just for being a. Um, I, I think he might. I can't remember. Extraordinary Hero is the ability. I don't have what it does written down. Uh, you get one more hero point anyway. So you should have four unless you've already spent no, one. No, I haven't already one. spent one, so yes, it is four. Yep. See, I, I, all the NPCs have them as three or three. Yeah. But yeah. that's because Core 1 has six or six. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, Oh, four, so I've got a reminder. Okay. The arrow whizzes through the air as you pray to Aristotle to guide your shot. Yes. I will spin the Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. And re-roll that. That's more like it. If that doesn't hit, I'm really, really screwed. Alright, so, um, now, however, I do have just the straight six, because I'm What's firing on the dice? Uh, sixteen. You hit it. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Alright, I add various bonuses to damage, to attack, because of my, um, yeah. Aristelian bonus, because I'm using a Bane Arrow. So, and then I add a plus one to damage, plus the Bane effect. Okay, so, 
you reach back as you're riding away from this thing, knock the arrow on your short bow, sort of pray for a moment that you're going to be able to hit with it. Yeah. Knowing the bow's not your, your greatest asset. Yeah. And let fly, and as you do so, you realise as you're shooting at this that Stagthorn is depending... Elk's Rest is depending on you. Thornwatch is depending on you. Stagthorn is depending on you. All those people are depending on you. And... You let fly the arrow with a prayer to Aristotle on your lips as you do so, and as you do so, it begins to glow with sort of a very faint green light, and you swear as it flies off, the end becomes more barbed and thorny, and then it strikes the owlbear, you know, between the two yellow eyes, and it stops for a moment and is in pain. So if you want damage on this... So yep. smite damages, I believe... Um, plus, it's plus my um, Knight of Thorns level, or um, my Charisma bonus, whichever is higher, because I'm using... If I was using a longbow, which I'm not, I'm using a short bow. Right, yep. So it is my... I, I read that as it's a plus one bonus, because it's my Knight of Thorns level. Yes, correct. Yep. So plus one damage from that, and plus two, and plus two d6 from the pain arrows. Oh, sweet. Okay, that's pretty good. Should be considered a plus and two higher... Is the shortbow damage a d6? Or it a is a d6. d6. Yeah, so it's a d6, and um, so plus 2d6. So 3d6, I make that 3d6 plus 3. Yep. Okay, unfortunately it's not Savage World, so I don't get to re-roll the d6, but that's still nice. Uh, so that is... Um, 6, uh, 12 plus 3 is, yeah, 15 points of damage. Okay. And the thorn arrow strikes the albear between the eyes and it howls for a moment and then keeps rampaging up the tunnel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tristan will also let fly with his short bow. Yes. Uh, he is not a po- definitely not a point blank range for this. No, we're just as happy about it too. Uh, yeah, he will f- look for his own character sheet instead of runes. Probably yeah, her, uh, he, will, powers, he will let fly with a beast bane arrow as yep. well. Of which he's got five, hasn't he? Yes. Yes, on the basis that he's better at archery. So now he gets four. And he will just connect with it. Yep. Packing and riding up the tunnel as he does. And then he will roll big piles of damage. Yes. He also gets 3d6 plus whatever. Plus his magical... Um, yeah, plus, plus the... Uh, right, that's right. He's got, ma- short bow. he's got a magic bow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, Caelan has a magic bow, but it's a magic long bow, so it's still on his back. As you climb out, the t- as you as you sort of have to halt briefly to gallop out the top of the tunnel, it rawr, <laughs> claws at you. Yep. And because it's an initiative, it it goes first. Yep. Uh, so who's it going after? That's a damn good question. Uh, one, two, three, four. Tristan. Crap. 
And it is at penalties because it's squeezing on this. So that is merely a 24. Yep. Um, And the claw hooks him and almost yanks him back out of his seat style of thing. Uh, and does him 14 points of damage. Yep. Uh, then it is Tristan. Yep. Um, who will... And at this point, you know, has options like draw his potions and drink it and that kind of thing. Yeah. But will let fly with another magical arrow while it's still squeezing in at short distances. Yep. Um, you estimate you basically got another this round and another round of it squeezing. Yeah. No. Refuses to accept that natural one. Uh, we'll spend an intelligence-based card. Yep. And re-roll it. And we'll effortlessly hit it with the next one. Yep. 10, 14, 15, 16, 17. And another magic arrow spent. Yep. Thank you. Okay, and this is you, and you actually have the option to make melee attacks against it at this point as it closes it. That's what I was wondering. Um, yes, so Because okay. you have quick draw, you just sheath bow. Yep pull out sword. Yeah, so obviously I only get one attack off because I don't have full round actions, but yes, um, Kaelin will take a swing at it with Gatekeeper. Yep. Also conserving his um, meager supply of magic arrows. Alright, so... He rolls poorly. He's not going to re-roll that one as he wasn't using the extended ability, but that is a 13. And that will miss it. Yeah, I'm not surprised it was a 2. <laughs> yep. But I'm not going to try and, you know, it's pretty expensive on the fate points to yep. try and hit with every shot. So, you know, Kaelin's, even briefly, he's a little dubious about closing the melee with the thing. Okay. And then... Round four. Yep. Okay, so Tristram and then Kaelin. Yeah, it falls back as you slash and shoot it. It gets stuck in a bit of tunnel, then comes yep. rampaging up. At this point, you because when you go, take move your horses, you're going fast. You're now approaching coming out of the cavern complex and back into the light altogether. Yeah. So you see two more rounds of it squeezing, and then it's out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the last round of it squeezing. Right. Three, gotcha. to- three total, of which the last one was number two. Yeah. And you're up. Okay, so Kaelin is going to shoot at it with one of his remaining magic arrows. Yep. And he will get a uh, 16. Yep. With these. And 3d6. Okay, but this time it's only a plus 2 bonus. Um, so that's uh, 14 points of damage. Okay. I feel good about my decision to buy those. Albert is starting to look moderately injured. Good. And Tristan... Tristan. Let's fly with another one. Yep. Hits. Ooh, nice. 12, 17, 18, 19. Yep. Yep. Very nice shot. Yes, yes it was. 
as the frost arrow, frost arrow sticks near its eye, the Alvia stops for it and yanks it back out again. Yep. And then you burst out into the light, yep. blinking in the, in the sharp relief of sunlight, as you are now racing across basically the, the various fields and rivers and hills and that kind of thing. Yep. And we go through round five. Hilly, hilly terrain. Yes, so we get another shot at it before it gets to attack us, right? Yep, and there are no obstacles at present in your way. Oh, okay. So, um, Kaelin will take a shot at it. Yep. Um, is he going to use his last magical arrow? Uh, I'm sorry, there is one obstacle that as you come through here. Can you give me another ride check as you burst out the lip of the cabin? Uh, yep. Uh, tw- yep. 24. You're interested in both making these? Yep. Um, okay, and um, Kaelin is just going to shoot a regular arrow at it this time. He is not going to swing, spend a regular uh, a full arrow on it. Yep. And he is going to 13. Probably miss. Punk. Yes. off. Mm-hmm. And you, you remember you've got options like stop and full attack or whatever and all that sort of thing if you so desire. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Tristan yep uh, will hold on to his magical one yep and miss entirely yep so it is the next round and the Alvia presumably gets to swing at us good things oh goody okay so well then what's the Alvia down as well as it bursts out in pursuit of you um, you are at this point heading into sort of a copse of trees kind of thing um, it's not so much about um, managing to ride through them because that's pretty easy on a horse um, it's it's about positioning the trees between you and the owlbear without running yourself into a dead end Yeah. because if you run into a bit that's too densely wooded you're going to have to jump over it and go back round or any of that kind of thing yep. so can you make me a survival check directional based uh, 14. Yeah. And you are fine. Uh, Tristan will get caught here. Okay. Um, which is basically going to drop him out of doing anything this round. That's fine. He, he spends his round escaping the owlbear. Okay, and which one of us does the owlbear target? Uh, that's the question. As it's now out of the tunnel, it can flail with its bite as well as its claws. Yeah. So the first one would be you. Yep. And the second one would be your horse. Oh crap. Okay. Yep. Wants to eat horses as much as anything else. Yep, yep. Okay, so no longer squeezing, that would be a twenty-eight to hit. Yes, that will quite certainly hit me. And 17 points of damage to you as the claw rips across your back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then significantly more to hit your horse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do have mounted combat as default. Oh, yes. So I can make, make a ride check to avoid it. It's going to be a high ride check, but yep. well, you might as well. Uh, that's a 20. No. Yeah. Didn't roll well enough, but you know, if I rolled really high, claws the horse. Well, that is 
So, sorry, it claws you across the back, sort of pulls the yep. horse back slightly towards it, and hooks into it with a beak and does 11 points of damage. Sweet, so that's less. Um, what is the horse's You've got that horse sheep around. Yes, I don't know who I just said to actually find the heavy war horse. 30 hit points seemed like a lot more than none. Seemed like a lot more when none. We were lower, we were lower level. Can I have, um, you've got a new front of you, so what's Tristan finding? Can you give me a light war horse? It's AC and it's, um, it's got thir- fuck, 14 AC yep. and 22 hit points. Yep. All good. Basically, if your horses drop and you start going slower, you can still keep running, but the Albia hits you on closer together rounds. Yeah. You can catch up with you faster. Yeah. Okay. And that is Mr. Albia. Yeah, but um, if it looks like it's going to drop our horses, we might start trying to outdistance it rather than continue shooting it. Okay. And... That was round six. Uh, it's not all of round six. Tristram, well, Tristram doesn't get an attack, but Kaelin certainly Correct. Does. So, um, Kaelin is going to... Again, you can, um, in any round that's closing to you, you can close to it. Yes, so, so, yes, so I'm going to try and hit it with Gatekeeper. Yep. And, um, 27 to hit. That will do it. Um, Slash through its steel like for Okay, that is oh good. Uh, Twelve plus six is eighteen points of damage, including some acid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the acid um, burns through it successfully. Yep. So eighteen is two. The is starting to look moderately injured. Well, that's good. Is another round. So yep. it's round six. Yep. Now on round seven. Yep. So yep. we get we get shots off at it. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you want to turn a card over to see if there's a thing. Sweet. Right out of this copse of trees, across the wide open fields, as it now is savagely coming after you, clawing and ripping at the ground as it goes, just flinging huge chunks of dirt and stone to either side, and that constant. Alright, Kellen will try just a regular shot. Yep. And we'll miss again. Yep. Tristan will try an irregular shot. Yep. One of his remaining magical arrows. Uh, and he will just hit that. I'm really appreciating his skill with the bow here. 11, 14, 15. Yeah, there'll be a staggers, falls, rolls back up, and yeah, rrr, keeps coming. Okay. And that is now round eight. Yep. Kaelin will um, try his last magic arrow. Yep. Uh, that is slightly better, but possibly not good enough. Um, 16. It whistles into a tree behind the owlbear. Sorry, 17. Still whistles? It whistles towards the tree behind the owlbear, and then the owlbear knocks the tree over. Yep. Uh, however, that will still miss. Yeah, thought it would. Um, yep, so Kaelin is out of magic errors. Mm-hmm. But the um, reality was um, his 
more or less waiting for the halberd to close so he can take another swing at it with a whip that he's actually good at. And Tristan looks at his hit points, sees that it can attack twice, realizes that he can't for the life of him make the concentration check to cast on horseback, I suspect. I can't remember what it is. You've got the players there. You okay? Yep. Just feeling bad for whacking, accidentally whacking the players into the yep, table, so you do nothing to worry about. Yeah, it is hit, can't we? He can nearly make the concentration check. DC 12 concentration check. No. He's really that bad at concentration? Does he strike you as a spellcaster who's good at keeping his focus? Not tremendously, no. No, he will uh, abandon his efforts to um, Heal himself. do anything more subtle yep. and keep shooting. Yep. Last one. Yep. Lying hit. Six. Uh, less damage on that one, but still 13. And the owlbearer is now starting to bleed copiously from these many arrow wounds. Yep, and then it closes to melee with us. Yes, it does. And closes up behind the two of you, and hits Tristan's horse, and Caelan. Okay, I'm content with those target priorities. I don't think it can one-shot even Tristan's horse. It's Tristan's horse pretty easily. Ooh, shady. That. Although Tristan can make... Oh no, he doesn't have mounted combat. No, he does not. Uh, can you give me a... Can you tell me what the Light War Horse's strength bonus is? Can you go see here? Uh, it's got a 16, that's a plus 3, right? 16 total, yeah. yeah. So, so this time it backhands it rather than clawing it, hits Tristan's horse, there's a crack of ribs, uh, the horse takes 21 points of damage. Oh, okay. Uh, so it, it's, it's got still 22 conscious. hit points total. Yeah. And then goes flying as it hits it with some sort of awesome blow that literally knocks it off its feet and it goes rolling along the ground. It can still do this while it's raging? Yes. Okay. Tristan needs, it's about hitting things harder. Yeah. Tristan needs to make a ride check. Uh, which he will succeed on, I believe. It's the players of the day. Players handbook me. I don't often get this much writing done, so I'm not done. I was just saying, we hadn't done any mounted combats for a while. Yeah, well, this is more of a mounted, weird, chasey thing. It's the closest we've, certainly the closest we've come to a mounted, but certainly the long, long time since But Soft Wall's 15, so yes, he will make that. He rolls with it. The horse goes prone. Yeah. Um, and Tristan lands next to it. Yep. Without managing to damage himself in the process. Good for him. Then the owlbear hits you. Yep. 
taking a look and I take that as one of my standard loadout feats. Let me check that I've read this one. Yeah, no, that's Ride by attack, power attack and cleave are my three um, normal feats. Uh, when you're mounted and use the charge action, you may move and attack as if with a standard charge and then move again. Control movement. Okay, right, okay. So it allows you to hit things and then move past them, which is going to be Pretty irrelevant, irrelevant here it, because yeah. you're trying to run away from it, unless you want to stop trying to run away from it. Yeah. Um, I am contemplating that, that yes, because Tristram's being knocked off his horse. Yeah. Well, his horse has been knocked down. Yeah. It, it, I, I'm contemplating Caelan slowing down for a bit to um, give Tristram the time to um, get back to himself. By all means. And specifically, I'm contemplating at this time making a lance turning. And making a lance charge. You can indeed, if you so desire. Um, it has got sufficient reach that it's going to get a free shot on you as you do so, because yeah. it's got like twenty-five foot reach. Yeah. Thing. Even though I would normally be closing to melee with it because of the extra advantages that charging brings, because um, I would normally be taking a melee swing on it at this round, the round it gets to attack. Yeah, because if you're turning round and charging towards it. Yeah, you're going to. You're you're not waiting for it to approach you, then poking it with the lance. You're running full out, flat out at it. Yeah, all right. That on the other be. hand, you then get triple damage from your lance. So. Uh, times two on a charge. It looks like. Possibly, I've got that wrong. Right, it's, it's presumably times three on a crit then. So yeah, yeah. Possibly that's what spirited charge does. Yeah, I think the 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 spirited charge gives you better lance charging, and the lance is times three. Spirited charges. When you when you mounted and use the charge action, you deal double damage with a melee weapon or triple with a lance. Yeah. So lance is default double. Yeah. So yes, if you wish to do that, it will take a free claw at you as you charge in because its reach is preposterous. Yeah. So that doesn't strike me. No, I am going to hit it with gatekeeper. Yep. Um, and I'll see what Tristram does yep. for declaring my next action. Okay. All right, I crit fumble. Okay. Tristan hasn't gone yet. Yep. He endeavours to. Uh, now that he's no longer on his horse. Yep. Um, he will cast Cure Moderate on himself. Yep. And will actually heal himself entirely. Sweet. It's back to zero damage. Uh, having rolled high, high, very high numbers on his dice. Yep. Um, he will start healing himself um, and does he try and get the horse up and stay on it or does he just start running mm. given the, the horse's general condition uh, here's Tristan 
just like horses. Unlike Corwin, who would cheerfully throw his horse at the thing to see if it would um, buy him another round. Uh, Tristan will try and get the horse up and moving. Yep. Wide check. And he does indeed get the horse back up and get on it. Yep. With ridiculously superior ride powers. So the so horse is still badly wounded, but it's actually up and moving again. He basically, yeah, 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 and then jumps on it as it starts riding off. Yeah. Classic um, Lone Ranger jump style thing. Yep. And dun 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 dun. Okay. Alright, I think um, at that point then we will take our couple of we'll endeavour to take our couple of rounds of trying to feather it with arrows. Yep, round ten fight. Yep, I, which I expect to be noticeably less effective now neither of us has magical arrows, mm-hmm. but then it is at least moderately wounded. Kaelin will, for example, miss flat out with that one. Yep. Uh, Tristan awkward fumble. Yep, so that's that round. Yep. Next round. Ooh! Had to happen sooner or later. Uh, Kaelin will not crit because you only twi- crit on twenty with bows, but he will roll a nineteen um, pluses plus six, so twenty five. Yep, Tristan will miss flat out. Yep. Uh, and Kaelin will max damage with his arrow for the regular six. Nice. Okay. And then it is round twelve. Yep. Yeah, I'll be there. Catches up with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it closes, it comes rampaging in hard this time, and begins swinging and clawing and biting and thrashing wildly as it does so. Yep. And hits Tristan's horse. Crap. There we go. Tristan. Yep. And Tristan's horse skin. Wow, how does it get three attacks now? Uh, because it's got. It's newfoundly. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Joker on the card draw. Right. Was running in and using both its claws and its bite. Yep. So that will be. Actually, this literally never just between his claw and its bite, so it makes no difference. Okay, and. Yeah. Uh, it grabs Tristan's horse. And kills it. <laughs> and eats it. Uh, Tristan successfully makes his ride check to roll off the front of it as yep. it lifts the horse up, rips it clean in half, yep. swallows half of it, and throws the other half over its shoulder. Yep. It's dealing so much damage beyond attacking capacity without yep. the one hit point that it's not funny. And then it will crit threat Tristan. Oh crap. Bloody heal. And then it will confirm. Oh crap. It's not very surprising. Yeah, yeah. Like, hitting you guys is really easy. And deal... Better not just cut Tristram in half and toss out of a man over his shoulder. Uh, that is 28 points of damage to Tristan, who drops to 2. Oh, right. <laughs> Tristram, by the all hit points. Okay. As it basically puts one claw into the thing, puts the other claw in, rips it apart, then as Tristan tries to keep... Ro- rolls off the horse and keeps running... It <laughs> bites a big chunk out of him with a yeah. little bit. Alright. Um, Caelan will fast dismount his horse. Yep. Um, say, kid, take my horse and engage the thing in melee. Yep. He is not moving back next round. Okay. He is standing where he is. At which point you can full attack if you so desire. Sweet. I choose to do so. Of course, it can then full attack you. I know, and I won't survive that, but... Um, and you might, around or so. Yeah. Uh, 
On the other hand, I got a 23 and hit it on my first attack. What? For 19 points of damage. Nice. Yep. And now I'm making my second attack. Yep. Which I will flatten this with. Okay. So you jump off the horse and away at it. Yep. Get a big slash at it with Gatekeeper and the Albia staggers back, bleeding acid from the side. Then. Yep. Because Tristram is dismounted, I'm voluntarily in melee. Pretty much. The Albear just gets a t- turn each turn, so there's no complications yep. because we're not running through the trees. Uh, Tristan, however, still gets his shot to finish this round off. Yes. Because he is alive and has rolled off his horse. Yeah. Um, yes, actually, Tristram may choose, it depends on what Tristram chooses to do. Uh. He will heal himself again, I think. Yep. Given he's on two hit points, he can't take the slightest blow without dying. Yeah. Well, make up another good one earlier. Uh, Heals himself up 14 hit points. Sorry. That's better than nothing. Yes, yes, I forgot. It's, it's um, now quite high cast. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference between potions and uh, what you do yourself. Okay, and that will be him functionally. Yep, unfortunately it is he, he He heals and moves away. Yeah, it is then the Albear. The Albear. I don't need to worry about that anymore. Rends your face for the claw. Yep. And rends your face for the bite. Yep. Or nineteen and fourteen. Yep. And Kaelin is still standing. Who are? He's still hardcore. I've got two hit points. I'm good. <laughs> Any more than none means I'm good to go. You might like a nice cure moderate. <laughs> yeah, but not from a guy who has to come into melee with an Alvar and provoke to do it. I argue with. Yeah, I mean, if he was, you know, uh, 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 when he gets his um, one, he can do it melee ra- at longer range, maybe. Alright, um. And Kaelin is going to. What is Kaelin going to do at this point? Endeavor to kill the Albion, because there's really no alternative. Yep. That's a power attack, Okay, and, um. I am going to reroll that. Yep. I'm going to toss the keep for standing my ground. Yep, hard to argue with. So can I have the um Yes, that is hard to argue. A fortress that resists all assaults as the Alvea claws the shit out of you. Yep, and I'm standing. Cool. Hmm? Yeah. Among other things, the Alvea is actually wearing barding as well. Okay. It's got like armour made for it. Yep. Okay, and I crit threat it. Okay. Um, with the, um, I'm not going. I can spend my third roll, but um, yeah, you can you can spend a fake point. You can spend a fake point to auto confirm. Yeah. Or you can uh, bypass that opportunity and just roll to confirm. Can I borrow one of Tristram's fake points? Yes, to you can. can. I would like to borrow one of Tristram's fake points to. In fact, I would like to borrow the trumpet. I know it makes no difference, but symbolically speaking, violence. Mm-hmm. You crit it. 
Yep. So don't double your acid damage, double everything else. Yep, I'll roll the acid first, so I can... Okay, two points of acid damage. Oh. Alright, so that's straight. Ten plus six, sixteen times two is thirty-two, plus two is thirty-four. The Albia staggers back away from this as you lob heavily into one of its shoulders and it... Uh, you are fairly certain it is on negative hit points at this point. But it does not go down? It does not go down. Alright. Its fury keeps it up. I'm going to make my second attack. Yep. Uh, Has die hard, unsurprisingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a 17. That will... Uh, raging... Miss it. Yeah, I'm not going to spend fake points on my second fucking yeah, yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it is Tristram. Alright. No pressure, kid, but it's, you know, Kaelin is about to die. Oh, hell. And, you know, back, it's, it's going to back right up away from this and stops as he sees you clay cleave into it and stagger. Oh. Oh, hell. Yeah, looks like he's, he's thinking about taking a couple more steps away, you know, to get him further out of range, the whole thing. No. He'd do it for you. It'll make Father proud. Okay, rapid shot! Yep! <laughs> his, his, his debate is move off and shoot, or full attack, basically. Yep. It's not fuck off and die. Yeah, no, I never thought it was. So he will rapid shot it on the basis that two attacks is better than one. Yep. Uh, and we'll hit with the first one. Oh, good. Just. And we'll mess up Lee with the second one. Yeah. But he's got Frosty Bow. Yes, he does. And this should probably do the job, particularly on two sixes. Good. Uh, oh, 14. We'll drop it to... And so he fires his first arrow in, and it basically wicks off the shoulder of the owlbear, and it rolls back to where it's now got the big gaping wound slashed down the side where Gatekeeper's ripped at it, and Tristan arcs his arrow back and shouts, Kalen, duck! And lets fly as you duck down, and it flies into the wound you've done, hits somewhere in, into the organs of the owlbear on the inside, and it... Rampage staggers around horribly, and because you are no longer chasing, it is no longer chasing you. It doesn't fall over on top of you, uh, crushing you and your horses horribly as it does that face plant and slide thing. Yeah, it merely falls over. At which point, can Kalen make me a reflex save? Uh, Nineteen. Okay, and you roll to the side as it goes. Boom! Smash on the ground. Yeah. It lies there and goes raw, raw, as the light goes out of its eyes and it collapses. Yeah. At which point, Kaelin will dig out the antimantine greatsword and take its head clean off, and just Tristan, to be sure. Tristan will come running back over and blast you for nineteen hit points of healing. Okay. At which point, Kaelin will live. Kaelin. <laughs> Kaelin will go up to 21 as opposed to 2 and look a bit less likely to believe to death. Um, Tristram's only on like 19 or something, isn't he? Uh, 16. Yeah. 
on the back. And Tristan sort of walks round it, poking it with his dueling sword periodically to check that it's dead. It doesn't yeah. flinch as he jabs into it. Yeah, Kaelin methodically saws its head off. That's really, 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 really big. Uh huh. You dealt it 200 hit points of damage. Yeah. You know how we're going to that wedding next month? Mm-hmm. I think we should tell Father you killed an owlbear that was bigger than a barn. A lot bigger than a barn. Yeah. <laughs> Although we may not be able to take the head back. On a horse. Yeah. Sweet. You know, it's it's like half the size of this table. It's yeah. Head, so it's it's monolithic, but yeah. it's um it's definitely doable. I'm thinking we can mount this thing. Particularly if you scrape out a lot of the um, the, the flesh and muscle on that yeah, line yeah. and decrease the weight in that. Yeah. We're going to mount that. When we have a castle, we'll mount that in the throne room. In the meantime, let's, let's just take a moment. Yeah, Tristan sort of sits down. Pokes the out there. Wow, I mean, that was... I mean, I knew things can grow big when the first world energies bleed into them, but I've never seen anything quite like that. That was definitely the biggest thing I've ever fought. Rawr! the Caleb Mini. Not just the biggest, but like, it could have eaten any of the things that I've previously fought. <laughs> it's only got plus 19 to hit with its attacks. <laughs> It's the sort of thing that makes having your AC completely irrelevant. You might as well just be a wizard. Yeah, Ma- Michaela's the only person that it would be missing on. Yeah, and even then it would probably... Given she couldn't exactly be having the tower shield on a um, if she was doing a riding fight. Yeah. yeah, no, I brought the right guy for this fight. Yes, no, Michaela would have done it very differently, though. Yeah. Stand in front of the thing, drop into massive combat expertise, super mega defense stance. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, and that would be a very effective tactic for a number of things, but I think for a beastie with that big an advantage over us, it would have just taken a few more rounds to bring her down. No, you did great. Proud of you. Yeah. You too, Caleb. You too. Uh, up and round the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Diplomacy check. You're going to deal with your relationship, I assume? Yep. Yep. You may do so. I stand by my theory that killing large monsters is a bonding experience. I think you're alright. Yeah. And I make a 20, which exceeds my Tristram relationship by quite some measure. Relationship opportunities with me. Two. Thirteen. So, um, well, just, you know, send them with me. Yeah. 
Um, after about, you know, say ten minutes of just sitting, and possibly at some point Callum will break out some beer or some such. Um, so, um, I'm engaged. What? I, uh... Um, who to? Bryn, obviously. Oh, she... she. Wow, she said yes? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, obviously I'm not surprised at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> of yeah, I was surprised too, but yeah, I um we killed a Grolka and I, I, I took the moment and proposed. Oh well, well Surrounded by trollbits. This has been quite the couple of days then for you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting, but in retrospect kinda ill timed. I mean if I'd known Oleg was gonna get murdered right then Ah yes. Well, there is that. Yeah, so I'm thinking I might keep it a bit quiet for a while. I think Bryn will understand, but I kind of... I mean, it's not like I get a lot of opportunities to see Father. I wanted to, you know, be able to introduce her to him before we actually... You know, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to invite him to the wedding. I, I, y- yes, obviously you'd have to. And, um, I'm, I'm sure he'll like her. I mean, she's she's... Strong. She's self-reliant. She's, she's everything. Uh, I- everything he'd like in a girl. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so it was all. It was all pretty great up right up until we got first message. Then it sort of went downhill a bit. But with this beastie dead, well, I don't know. I mean, I, it didn't just wake up and decide to come attack Thorn. I don't know if it was that. Um, Poor bugger of a troll we found, or um, someone else, but somebody sent it after us. I wonder, and because you did actually loot the troll, you've actually got the stuff with you. Yeah. So Tristan will um, take the stuff out and start looking at it again. Yeah. Well, he's not being chased by an eight hundred foot tall out there. Yeah. And Bart acknowledges it. And yes, so we will have put the troll out of his misery in that case. <laughs> We did actually get the time. If we did actually get the time to loot the troll, we got the time to put him out of his misery. Like that's where you started. Yeah, you just poke him with gatekeeper and he dies. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. On the basis that you know, it doesn't seem like um, you know, three weeks of regenerating was going to be a particularly good deal for him. Um, and yeah, it's a troll that you probably want to kill anyway. Presumably yeah. he works for him. <laughs> yeah, that was the theory. Um. You'd, if you've seen that particular troll before at this stage, you'd have no way of recognising him because it was just mauled into chunks. Yeah. Um, Tristan will sort of take the, the ring out of the green hair and look at it and say, well, if I had to guess, based on the sylvan writing and see these, these small animal carvings here, I, I would guess that this is a ring of animal friendship. It's a, a sort of charming effect that, that bonds animals to to the wearer. Um, at least that's what it looks like. I'm guessing that's not what it does. Not based on what happened to the troll. Aye. It seems like maybe somebody gave him the defective article. Well, it could be cursed, of course. Uh, Nasty business. Something that's supposed to magically ensnare an animal or beast to be your friend. 
if it just drives them into a blinding rage instead. But even if it did drive them into a blinding rage, I mean, that explains what happened to the troll, but it doesn't explain why the beastie would come attack Stathorn. No. And that was clearly the plan based on the maps. Aye. Unless it um, turned on him afterwards. Or something else was controlling it. I mean, it's wearing that barding, and Caelan will go over and take a look at the owlbear for any evidence of anything else. Yeah. No, it, it has on clearly actually, you know, made barding that yeah. owlbear clearly didn't make. It's, it's effectively got instead of leather armour on it. Yeah. Um, you take it off and that sort of thing, um, that's pretty much what it's got on it. Yeah. Um, he says, I... I I can't say until we get a better look at the... I can't say until we get a better look at this thing. But, uh... I would suggest we don't try and charm any animals with it. Aye. Or maybe... And maybe not put it on if it's cursed and all that. I, I don't think I'd be volunteering to try it out by walking into dangerous beasties' lair. Although i got to say, I think, um... Regular bear's going to look pretty small by comparison. Yes. So stuff. Yes. So Kaelin will actually walk up to the beastie's head and um, give it a bit of a pat. Yep. Look, I'd say that one's for all league, but I don't think you were anything more than a pawn in a bigger scheme, so... I'm sorry about what happened to you, Cup. I couldn't let you go rampaging around in the state you're in. But I promise when I do find whoever sent you off after us, I'll kick their heads in for you as well as in. Okay. What do you want to do at this point? I think, um, note down the troll loot and, um... Possibly go back and have a bit more look around the cave, but yep. not this not this session. Um, there's not much there. I'm right. happy to give you um, what's there this session. Yep. Okay, so um, I, I'm also happy to answer your questions now because when you identify the ring, it will answer most of them anyway. Sweet, sounds good. So that's the first one you try and identify. Is the yep. thing. Um, and so when you go back to the cave and poke around... Um, you find Tristan, once he has a sufficient look around, will recognise, um, like where the Unicorn Glade was, this is basically an area where there's not not necessarily a portal per se to the First World, but where there's an extremely thin bleed between the realities. Where it's easy to cross over. It is easy to cross over here. You yep. couldn't automatically just walk through the wall here, but if you put enough time and effort into it, you yep. certainly could. Yeah. Um, Kaelin expresses an earnest desire not to do any more touristing in the you, first You world. have enough survival to work out this is what where the Albear was living, basically, and presumably these energies bleeding into it have just made it gigantic. Yeah, so it was presumably at some stage normal Albear. Yeah, and in the next cavern, you will find basically a slightly smaller cavern with a normal-sized albeer nest in it style of thing. Um, looking through this with your survival, basically, you're pretty sure the dead one is not its cub, but its mate. Ah, right, yep. Um, 
but that lives in the room that the portal isn't in, so yep. it's has just become a radiation fuel. It's just a normal sized owlbear. Correct. That it presumably still instinctually cares about, even though it, even it presumably doesn't have physical relations with it anymore. Painful, painful relations. There's no evidence of owlbear eggs in the yeah. cubs. Um, yes, you find horribly murdered bits of trolls. Um, and that is pretty much it for what's in the cave. Yeah. Um, no. Well, that dropped out everything. It's magic gloves as well. Ah, uh, yep. Okay, and what do you want first? Is list of things or what the ring does? Uh, list of things. Okay. So here's on a magical, troll, troll-sized magical chain shirt. Yep. If it's a magic chain shirt, it could presumably be human-sized. Yeah, well, literally, like, when you pick it up and shake yeah. it out, it appears to fit you. When you put it back down by the troll, it appears to fit him, so yeah. the size is likely relevant. Uh, magic longsword. Ooh. It's like a magic sword. Uh, two potions marked in giant, uh, which Tristan reads as speak with animals. Oh, interesting. Which Tristan looks at Precisely, but it's not an animal. It's a magical beast. The distinction is is quite important. I did tell you about Grolka's spymaster, right? When it came to hiring the help, Grolka pretty much had the handicap that they were all trolls. Magical gloves. Mm-hmm. And about 150 gold of assorted coinage. Cool. Sweet. We will lose his stuff. And, and him I'm not going to bury because he was a troll. <laughs> when you identify the ring... Oh, was there anything in the sp- anything interesting in the spider area? Oh, do you want to go down there and poke some spiders in the state you're in? Giant spiders? Not desperately, no. no that's right, we'll leave the spiders to their own devices. Yeah, I, I presume you're pretty much searching the owlbear lair and leaving the rest of the cave alone. Yeah, yeah it seems reasonable. Um, when you later identify this ring, um, it's when you actually put a proper identifier spell across it, um, it tells you that it is it is a ring of bestial friendship, which is a ring of animal friendship that works on magical beasts as well. Yeah. Um, but this particular one has a bunch of unique effects built into it. Yeah. Um, it charms an animal or a magical beast for about three minutes. Right. When that time runs out, and this is this is the ring working as expected, this is what the identify spell spells you that it is supposed to do. Yeah. The animal is charmed and does whatever you tell it for about three minutes. Um, at which point, when that time runs out, it's it get, goes into a rage with the rage spell. Um, is instilled in it a hatred of the person wearing the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, the Per- the person wearing the ring, uh, families in general, although uh, and civilization, and basically fills the animal with a raging desire to go to the nearest point of civilization that it's aware of and kill everything in it. So this seems like it was an emergency plan. Uh, the the compulsion wears off, the compulsion wears off if the animal takes sufficient damage. Yeah, and then comes back again later when it's healed. Right. So it was going to keep rampaging. Yep. Right. 
Okay. So basically, the the trolls presumably been sent here to set this off. Yeah. And given a signal or something. So like the magic leaves, possibly? Yeah, yeah very much so. Cast uh, Charm Animal on it, said, go to this town and kill everyone in it. And the animal, the owlbear's gone, yeah, okay. And three minutes later, going, kill the troll, uh, kill the, kill its mate. Uh, yep. It's been killed by a giant owlbear. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, because it's inclined to hate families and things. Yeah. And then it's gone off to kill your town and everything in it. Yeah. Whereupon it's been driven off from that, come back here, gone back to sleep. Woken up. Healed itself, woken up and gone. Civilization! Yep. Alright. So yes, if you hadn't followed it and killed it, it healed itself up and then come back again for round two. Yep. And smashed another building or two down. Yep, I feel good about killing it. So that's the thing that's happening. Yes. Okay. So you have slain the enraged, gigantic city-sized, building-sized owl bear. You know, the thing is, I think if Michaela and I had found its lair, we wouldn't necessarily have gone in and personally rumbled an owl bear the size of a building. Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> but you'd have known where it came from. Yes. <laughs> and then we'd have felt really guilty, but actually, you know... I mean, there was a time when I walked past regular owlbear lairs, much like building-sized owlbear lairs. Uh, so... What do you want to do from here? Huh? We can leave it here. We can have um, wrap up. Yeah, I think um, have wrap up in terms of we'll head back to some, we'll head back to Elthrish with the giant owlbear head. Okay. And people see you coming, and this time it's the king. He's killed the he's killed the creature. King Caelan slew the beast. It goes up much yeah. more enthusiastically yeah. the town this and, time. And Tristram, he shot it about six times. And Tristram. And a mighty cheer goes up from the crowd. Yep. Um, The town, this actually brings the town very much out of its state of shock. Yep. The fact that the creature is dead and very obviously like you've got its gigantic head on the back of your horse. Yep. Um, Congratulations, you have completed the side quest of Hunt Down the Giant Owlbear. Yep. Entirely optional side quest. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, I could just leave it and let it come back and rampage In all fairness, though, if it had come back again when the army was... It presumably doesn't have a lot of prudence about this attack civilization thing. On the other hand, I might not have kept the army deployed round Elk for it. Yeah, it, it, it is actually big enough that it did come, if it had come back, you'd essentially be fighting an army combat against this single gigantic creature. Yeah. Which would have probably ended very badly for it, but yeah. it, it doesn't get a lot of say in the matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, its intelligence actually, when it's raging, its intelligence actually drops down to zero. Yeah. It just becomes rag, smash, rag, smash. Yeah. Okay, so you go back and discover that, um, I'll short form the rate yep. this if you like, um, people are still digging out the town, but for the largest part, all the citizens are safe. People are going around and healing them up and that sort of thing. Um, you have slain the owlbear, and the city breathes a vast sigh of relief that the, the foul beast is dead. Not to mention, at this point, we can now actually come around and celebrate that yeah, the army yeah. has been defeated as well. Yeah. And the troll kingdom, the monstrous kingdom, is also essentially wiped out as a force. Yeah. Um, 
So you gain bundles of things, and the yeah. villagers cheer wildly. Yay! Do you like to know about your bundles of things? Uh, in a general sense, I won't, I'm just kind of noting them down on this little paper. Okay. So, the destruction of this mighty owlbear brings you no monetary reward, obviously, because yeah. you'd essentially just be paying yourself. Yeah, no one yeah. else is going to pay you to do it for you. Um, however, this story is going to go pretty far and wide of how King Caelan and Lord Tristan, you know, the magister of the town, went and killed an owlbear the size of a building. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if anyone disputes it, it's heads over there. Yeah, the that's, that's the general idea. I'm going to get that thing properly preserved and mounted. Uh, so, this when I finally do get a castle, it's going to have some awesome decorations in it. Uh, changes to your kingdom stats as a result of this. Yep. Um, you have, you, you will lose whatever benefit the noble villa was giving yeah, you. Yeah, which I will. I've noted down that I need to work out. Um, you gain unrest for the owlbear destroying bits of your building. Yep. Then completing the quest to kill it reduces your unrest to zero, regardless of what it is. Sweet. So if you have any other unrest, you lose it as well, now that you have defeated the owlbear and Hagrotha. Yep. Um, furthermore, for your kingdom's mighty victory over both the armies opposed, allied against it, yep. um, and the enormous beast that you have slain in the process, because there was a forest drake, and an owlbear, and a troll, and that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, your kingdom's economy, loyalty, and stability will increase by four. Wow. As the, the morale goes, gets boosted wide up. And people all want to know about the awesome kingdom of Stagthor. Awesome. And that pretty much closes out book two, Rivers Run Red. Yes. <laughs> Badass. Well done. Did you enjoy book two? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. <laughs> it was, you know, big and long. And... There's the Alvin destroying some buildings too. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> okay, yes, it, it was kind of big and long and stuff. Yep. That's, you know, some of it's written in the book. Yep, yep. So yes, I think um, Caelan will talk to both the council and um, personally Svetlana mm-hmm. and emphasise that the Albear, while it's good that it's dead, was a pawn of something bigger. Yeah. And um, to Svetlana, he will make the promise that somehow, at some point, somewhere, he will find the person who gave that troll that ring and cut their fucking heads off because they're the really guilty party. Yeah, and, and it presumably didn't come from Hagrolka. I, I mean, the troll may have gotten it from Hagrolka, but it obviously yeah, Hagrolka yeah. didn't make it in his magic wizarding laboratory yeah. because you didn't see any evidence of any such thing. It came from Hagrolka's secret patron who probably gave him the circulars of intellect and all that stuff. So yes, that is um, that that is much of the stuff from Book Two done. Yes, <laughs> not all of it entirely, but no, that's no. where they start leading into each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what were your thoughts on on Rivers Run Red? <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I'm I'm curious as to um, I think Gregory was probably my favourite bit of it, but um, it's it's a hard sell for some of them. Yeah, Gregory was really annoying. 
I like the um I like the Fae fights. I like the um the saving the killing the um killing the um side oh, three and re- and um, rescuing the um Fae ladies. Ah right, yes, yes. That was awesome. Um, this has been a fairly long book because I stole heavily from the forums um, the ideas that someone much smarter than me has put together on Hagrolka's Monster Kingdom. Yeah. And and allying all these various different monster encounters that live in the wilderness into one unified whole style of thing. Yeah. So you don't just have there's a forest drake that's bopping around in this hex. It's Skullner, you know, a servant of Hagrolka who's made an alliance and become one of his counsellors to do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, um, the, um, Howl of the North and things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed the, um, thing. I think, um, probably what I enjoyed most was that, um, if you think, if I think all the way back to book one, mm-hmm. the kingdom had only really sort of limped along, getting built up very slowly and failing all its economy checks, whereas um, at, now it's mighty. at the end of book two it is, um, only adds a few more hexes, but the it, it is a much more impressive financial edifice with um, you know, a whole bunch of buildings and much better stats and lots of exciting things have happened. By and large, it was a bit of a brutal emotional year for Kaelin in some ways. His relationship yep. with women's been up and down all over the map. But at the same time, I think he had more confidence that his kingdom was sorted out. But I put none of that in. That was all your doing. <laughs> um, and he's... Um, yes, at least... The one thing I can say about Gregory was at least he didn't arrive any later in the year. I was really pissed off to what he said about Svetlana, but it could only have gotten worse if he turned up later on. Oh, this book's where we had Candlemere as well. Yeah. Yeah, Candlemere I liked. Yeah, Candlemere was pretty awesome. And then that bizarre session where Candlemere got, got abducted by the random monster encounter of the yeah. Dandy Fliss yeah, and went off to the first world. It was certainly a lot. I think the, um, the themes of the book were kind of... Um, Kaelin's love life goes to hell. Yep. Kaelin fights big monsters, because boy, he fought a lot of big monsters. Yep. Um, he fought the Hodag, he fought the Scythe Tree, he fought... Old Crackjaw. He fought Old Crackjaw. The gigantic tentacle thing in Candlemere Tower. Hagrolka, the giant Albear, he fought big monsters. Yep. And, um... I mean, up until this point, the Stag Lord was the toughest thing I'd ever killed. I mean, obviously that goes with CRing up, but certainly I fought a lot of big-ass beasties. Had a lot of weird shit, though. Yeah. And, um, the third one was kind of the kingdom grows and thrives and yep. demonstrates the ability to not be squished by any monster that runs across its path. Yeah. The River Kingdoms... Oh, and we fought that war. The River Kingdoms, it's full of weird shit is definitely a theme for the point. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking back at some of the more random encounters here where you have the Lonely Barrow and it's, it's full of negative energy stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember the little crotter, the thing that made noises with other people's voices. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> so much fun. Uh-huh. We still got a giant to kill, too. That's in one of the pieces I didn't go and poke. Yep. Yeah, as I say, there's still, you know, stuff out there, stuff yeah, thing, yeah. but that's the the bulk of the main plot for book two. Yeah, yeah, I will um, still need to go and explore the various um, hexes, although it satisfies me to have found out what was in that question mark one. Yep. 
a cave full of owlbear. Yeah. But yes, I've got one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like nine or ten hexes of unexplored terrain to poke through. You might have had some words for the troll that was sitting in there, though, if you found them. Ah, yes. Yes, certainly if we'd killed the troll that was in there, that would have solved the giant owlbear problem to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Although you might have had a bigger problem then. (laughs) Ugh! They're killing me. Giant owlbear friend, protect me. Activate ah, yes. ring. <laughs> Giant owlbear friend, kill all sources of civilization. Those two guys over, like me, and those two guys over there, they look pretty civilized. Oh, um. Oh, in this case, this guy in this really tanky armor wearing woman, she looks super civilized, because, you know, she clearly belongs to a civilization with advanced metallurgy skills. That's what I want to do as well. Um, none of this will, will strike you as particularly shocking. Um, Hagrolka has all these maps up on his wall and things, yeah. um, which are written in giant, which now you've got Tristan, you can yeah. actually read. Um, they have a bunch of locations marked on there, um, including the Troll City and um, Elk's Rest. Yeah. Um, Thornwatch is actually not on there, they hadn't found it yet. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Because um, it's further away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically reading through it in giant, these look like sort of battle strategy style of things. He's got lines drawn on them for routes of attack, routes of supply, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what is, what what you pick out from reading them is basically the trolls have been, Hagrolkin has been presumably making plans for a string of attacks in regions where civilization is. He's got very vague plans on these maps of marching routes and that to hit Brevoy as well. Yeah. Um, and move on out the other side. Yeah. You were obviously the first target on the lengthier list. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, however, is that several areas have been marked as a void, and when you go through them and look at them, what are these random chunks of things making them? Most of them are forests. All of them are where you have fey creatures living. So he's, he's going to kill lots of things, lots of civilization here, and leave all the fey creatures alone. Yeah. Which, you know, does fit with the theory of his mysterious... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not particularly um, startling anymore now that you're, you've got a pretty good idea his mysterious backer is a fae. Yeah. And um, it's entirely... Po- I didn't exactly get a lot of intel on the Stag Lord's master plan because he was a horse puncher, but, you know... <laughs> a drunken horse puncher. It's entirely possible if it had ever evolved beyond, you know, we'll get a bunch of guys and then we'll do a thing. It was going to involve wiping out people but leaving the fae creatures unmolested. Alright. Well, shall we leave that there as the end then? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Um... Yay, and we actually taped it all. Yay. Voice of the editor here. That's about it for our gaming this session. Following on from this, the rest of the episode is leveling up and inventory, buying and selling, that kind of thing. You're welcome to listen or just skip on to the next episode, whatever your preference is. Okay, I'm back again. Okay. So you want to know what your fabulous Hagrolka loot is? Yep. Okay, so I presume basically over the course of the next um, upty billion days, Michaela identifies it for you? That's the general idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, specifically, I wanted to start by identifying the magic monocle. Uh, the one with the green hair in it. Uh, I am actually going to endure to do stuff 
plot stuff with that. Okay. Um, if you just tell me what it's identified as, I'll note down the rest of them as well. If you feel never let treasure there, treasure division on those things. Really? Treasure Deagle level, eh? Mm-hmm. Is that like treasure division but cooler? Mm-hmm. I would say it's like treasure division but substantially less cool based on how I sounded when I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. identifies it, um, she tags it as being um, something essentially designed to see uh, first world, rifts to the first world specifically, so Ooh. it's it's an exceedingly limited form of planar sight style yeah. of thing. Um, If it is used in conjunction with um, actual communication-y spells, like sending and scrying and that sort of thing, um, you can see whatever's happening as well as hear it. Ah, cool. So if somebody sends you a message from the first world, you can see them as well as hear them. Oh, cool. All right. also has the same effect the ring had the, the stag lord's ring had it is a dream seeking thing you can speak to the person in your dreams yeah um, and it is worth about a whopping 300 gold because it's mostly a curiosity yeah no that's fine it doesn't actually enable you to open the first world portal so. and the, if I recall correctly the dream spell was you can communicate with one person in your dream yeah. style of thing because yeah. it's got the other half yeah cool I am going to try and do things with that, so I'll just put that aside for now. Um, Rundy had a magic amulet. Natural armor plus two. Ooh, nice. I can hear Michaela's next treasure load getting spent. (laughs) So what, um... Do you want to just identify them and then tell me the GP values subsequently? Um, I believe off the top of my head that one's 8k, but I could be wrong. Sounds about right, I believe. Mr. Nick, you're supposed to be actually drinking that one. Perhaps you could beat the baby into line while I look up ambulance with natural armor. Mm-hmm. I know adventure is more fun, but you need to actually keep up your strength. Yeah. More adventures. 8k is a um, plus 2 amulet. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can do this while feeding a baby. Uh, what about the magic ruby? Oh, right. This thing. Um, it is an ion stone. Oh. Magic flying orbiting, what's it? Yeah, those things. Um, what's this one do? This one is a dusty rose prism ion stone worth 5k. 
provides a plus one insight bonus to AC. Oh god, I hope Kayla doesn't want that those things are so stupid, but I'm not certain she can resist any AC bonus. What's the magic morning star do? Uh, it is made of dark wood. Ooh. Um, dark wood morning star. Guess a girl could need more weight capacity. Yeah. Um, and it is a plus one thundering morning star. Ooh. Does extra sonic damage on crits and things of that nature. Thundering. It is worth the whopping sum of 8100. Very nice. Alright. I'll have to at least give that some consideration. How about a magic nexus of fireball with only three beads left? Because Caleb might be interested in that, so yep. he needs to know its GP value. That one I'll have to um I've got a calculator here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll throw at you because I have the world's wiggliest, most troubling baby on my lap. Eighteen hundred gold. Oh, nice! And it has on it two four d sixes and two two d sixes. Okay, so it's actually got four beads. Yeah. Two two d six. Two d six and two d six. Cool. Uh, what about the magic hide armor? Uh, we can just pause if you. Um Want to concentrate on? No, no. Maybe you're a super exciting plus one hide armor. Plus one hide armor. Ooh. Which is worth. A thousand gold. A thousand gold? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, the headband to headband of intellect, right? Was a headband of intellect plus four. Wow, that's hardcore. Worth sixteen thousand gold. That's pretty nice. I don't know if anyone's actually going to want it though. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Um, going back in time a bit. Um, I've got what's a masterwork chain shirt worth? Um, Two fifty. Thank you. And a um, masterwork longbow made of dark wood. Last week, longbow is 450. 450, thank you. Alright, um, and Cloak of Elven Kind? Uh, 2500. Thank you. Caitlin hasn't actually even bought it, even though he put it on immediately. We need to sort that out. Okay. Baby's gonna go, I think. I've got him, see okay. that. I've got an actually nice firm arm around him. Okay. He just looks like he's trying to escape. He certainly is, and I'm not by any means saying this is easy, but he is newly finished drinking his bottle. Okay, and then last round, magic chain shirt. This is the um, troll in the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a plus two chain shirt. Cool. Um, Which is worth 4k. Thank you. Uh, the magic longsword. Is a vicious longsword with 2k. 
vicious. It's 2d6 extra damage, does 1d6 to you whenever you hit with it. Oh, right, that, those things, alright, they can go. Pretty cool if you've got regeneration. Yeah, yeah, all very well for trolls. Um, how much does a speak with animals potion worth? 50 gold uh, upon. Uh, uh. Alright, and the gloves? Uh, they are gloves of climbing and swimming. Ooh! And I believe they're worth a moderately large amount. Yeah, six thousand two hundred and fifty. Very nice. And they are a plus five confidence bonus and swim and climb. Yep. Okay, Mr. Bista. Good night, Lou. Yep. Before um, buying things, the party makes 5,535 gold. Nice. And Kaylin's, um, 11,000. 11, mm-hmm. So, that's quite impressive. Alright, now, all of this stuff is kept the edge. What? Then, um, on top of that... I don't know if you've taken account of you also got 1,200 gold worth of potions coming from the old building. Yes, I rem- I haven't crossed that off, but um, I remember that I've got it. Done the middle on one, and I'll cross off the old building once um, I've actually made the potions. What kind of damage is a morning star? Uh, as in how much or what kind? Uh, yeah, what kind? Uh, bludgeoning and piercing. Right. I'm just trying to decide whether to replace my cold iron flail with a um, thundering morning star. Because thundering's pretty cool. On the other hand, then I wouldn't have the cold iron effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe thundering's also remarkably garbage. Oh, is that like when you crit them? It's, it's something awful. It's, it's something awful, like, yeah, okay, never mind then. By all means, look it up, but if it's something awful, I won't bother. I've been there in London. Thundering. Deals extra D8 points of sonic damage on a successful crit. Uh, subjects critted by it must make a DC 14 fortitude save or be deafened. That's just annoying. Sod that. Okay, talk to me about this magic necklace of fireballs. Is there some kind of, like, like, do you have to have a really strong flo- throwing arm or you get blown up yourself? No, you, they're, they're fireballs. Right. Essentially, um, it's like being able to cast the spell, 
Oh, cool. Only it has um, an so extremely you, limited damage pile. So you you uh, you activate. You just hold the bead, say the activation word, and it makes a fireball where you want. Style of you're, thing. you're required to physically throw them. I.e., you couldn't do it if you were say tied up, uh, yeah, or had yeah. your hands broken, or something in that neighborhood. But it's not like if you don't fail to throw at the distance, you're caught in the blast. No, I believe um, a Nick. Ah, there we go. Right, so they don't go as far as regular fireballs. You can easily hurl them up to 70 feet. Cool. So there's no reason for you to be caught in the blast unless you're um, throwing them at people who are in that area. Yeah, unless you're retarded like the troll was and drop it at your feet. I mean, it might not be retarded if you're surrounded by lots of people. Yeah, I mean, you're, admittedly, you're yeah. hardcore. if Vryn had it, she could presumably just set them off and hope, and hope for a not one. Pretty much. Yeah, okay, Kaelin Kaelin Blunt. Yeah, so there's straight fireballs with a pretty easy easy reflex save that deal less damage and go only 70 feet style of thing. However, they don't fill an item slot. Cool. Shiny. Alright. Okay. um. What did we talk about when it comes to giving people presents? Um, was the idea that um, I bought the item and that I, I think we I know we talked about it's tricky buying them because um, uh, uh, we, we dumped the thing from Jade Regent where you should buy then give them the 5,000 gold what's it style of thing Yeah. Um, the conception we went for was if you want to use it on people with expensive magical items, then you you let them buy it style of thing. Okay, cool. Alright. Um, well, you've, you've used that with the wing of the athlete on Brun. Yeah. Alright. Um, for, for lesser things that are, you know, not retardedly expensive magical items, buy them and give them to people like a normal thing. Yeah, no worries. Okay, cool. Well, this is not retardedly expensive. I'm going to buy Michaela the fine wine. Yep, by all means. Because I know she really likes special alcohols. Okay. Uh, is there anything else on this list that Caitlin actually wants? Certainly doesn't want a vicious wrong sort of He's already got attribute bonuses, he doesn't need gloves for that. Okay, um Caitlin's money and some things that need sorting out are on here, but the main thing that's still on here is magic items that the party may want. The ones with the line drawn through them they can't have. Mm-hmm. But that's just the cloak of elven kind, the alcohol. Caitlin ate them. And the fireball necklace. Razor down the sweat. Clean up Kaylin's consumable magic items. He's got a ring of swimming on, he's probably got better things to do with his gloves. Right, yeah. Like oh, right, cool. So they don't stack with any confidence bonuses you've already got. Correct. So they're not much use. 
So they're actively worse than everything than the Ring of the Athlete Bruins got. Yeah. They're better than the Ring of Swimming because they also give you a climb bonus. Yeah, but... Yeah, so nobody nobody loves them. Yep, that's fine. Um, Kayla will absolutely buy an amulet of natural armor plus two. Yeah, yeah, I sort of figured. Um, and... Um, Tristan will quite certainly buy a um, headband of intellect. Even though it doesn't, it doesn't enhance his skills, though, does it? It doesn't give him extra skill points. Yeah. So what does it do? Um, it gives oh, him a higher intelligence score. It gives him pluses to his knowledge. It and gives stuff. him bonuses to all his intelligence-based skills. Yeah. Which, um, among other things, are all of his knowledges. Search, spellcraft. Right, so everything he cares, almost everything he cares about. A- and it will give him a hofty bonus on making actual intelligence checks. Cool. Because then he will have 22 intelligence. Yeah, okay, I can see why he wants it. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a smart purchase, but. But, you know, these, these are what the party would buy, not what is a sensible plan. Bryn will take a potion of speak with animals. Cool. And Michaela will, uh, uh, de- alas, decide that the Ion Stone is perhaps a touch too conspicuous. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't fit in well with. with um, yeah, no, it's not. It's not being, being um, less noticeable. Yeah, we appreciate her heroic sacrifice of not buying it. <laughs> It's an insight bonus to AC. You know how hard those are to get. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the point. <laughs> we can put her mediocre AC up a bit more. <laughs> Everyone's rich again now. Mm-hmm. Michaela's case, no doubt, temporarily. <laughs> Can Tristan learn speak with animals? Yes, it's a third level bard spell. Awesome. First level druid, third level bard. Yeah. That one's pretty safely when hell freezes over. out when you're done giving them their magic items and um, I could use a hand. Uh, yes, yes, by all means. What can I do for you? Um, just want your advice on um, potion purchasing. Yep. Caitlin's got 1200 GP and burning a hole in his pocket. Yep. Um, and I wanted your stats on your advice on the expenses and expensive potions. As in, what are good potions to buy that cost lots of money? No, um, as in, I know which potions I want to buy, how much are they? Right. Yep. I 
can tell you that. Okay, um, potion of jump plus 20. Uh, had to ask the complicated I one. Said com- I said expensive potions. Yes, no, it's, it's not that that's expensive, it's that it's a first level spell as cast by a... I, I, I know, I know. Something level caster. If I need a jump check, I need to succeed. You can't merely hop in its general direction. Potion, oh potion, oh potion, where are you? need to actually do the calculating math. Uh, I can give you the calculator back. That would be helpful. XP if we're asking. <laughs> well, I don't want to lose XP. I just kind of wanted to spend this, you know, treasure reward that I got. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I have to look up the separate crafting magical items thing. And we are creating potions. Well, the thing is, it's not the first time I've asked you. You didn't quite swear quite this much the last time, but still. Alright. Okay, um, two potions of invisibility. Three hundred (coughs) invisible. Excuse me. Three hundred apiece. Cool. Um, And a potion of shield of faith plus four. Six hundred apiece. Okay, well that's nice and straightforward then. I will buy the shield shield of faith and the um, two potions of invisibility out of the treasure. Yep. And it's gone. <laughs> Kalem has expensive potion taste that's the not being a caster. Mm-hmm. And then I will buy my own potion of jump. Why don't you get yourself a nice black skin plus five but only 1,200 gold of potion? Well, the thing is, I used to buy black skin potions, but I'm not going to anymore on account of, you know, now I have natural armor bonuses. At will. On the other hand, potions of invisibility are great. Think of the environmental damage you're doing, leaving those potion balls everywhere. <laughs> like Dragon Age, where you just <laughs> yeah. scull them and chuck them over your shoulder and there's a smash noise. Yeah, well, probably not when I'm out with Brynn, who's the one I'd be um, largely using the um, invisibility on. And I like at least one, oh god, it's gonna kill me potion that, um, that I hoff when I have to fight something big, because, you know, I fight a lot of big things. Okay, that's all good. 
and I would like a fresh sheet of rifle because I'm going to transfer the tiny amount of things on here that I'm actually um, getting not Just a sec. And for the brief span of ten seconds, Michaela was out of debt to the party. Then she bought the amulet of natural armor? Yep. And now she's in debt to the party again? Not by much. (laughs) Just a whittle. Tiny, largely insignificant bit. <laughs> Just think of it as investing in the future of your kingdom. <laughs> she can never leave because she'll always owe you money. <laughs> well, Kaelin doesn't really have a problem understanding the drive that would lead someone to spend all their money on their gear. <laughs> Certainly if you look at what he's personally trucking around in. When you're a rogue cleric, life is hard. Alright, now, none of this shit needs to say. I will put down three bottles. I don't need to write the owlbear head because that's on my character sheet now, so it's just magic. Fortunately, that will help get her AC up somewhat more respectable. What is it now? 28. Fuck. <laughs> I've definitely been crushed in the AC fight. The battle happened and Kaylin lost. Could I have the calculator back, please? I'm nearly <clears> done here. <throat> but that's before she starts using combat expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, is anybody feeling particularly lacking in, um, like, more expensive potions or things of that ilk? We do actually have a fair amount in the party fund if there's something someone desperately wants. No, all for Kayla. Mm-hmm. Two, four, two, one. Ah, oh, well. Now that I know it's my council of resurrecting fund, I'm not <laughs> It's not its sole purpose. No, but you know, it's expensive resurrecting people. A point that people are sort of, uh, uh, kind of, uh, uh, even when I'm vaguely entertained by the peer pressure element of jobs, you know, you know, man, you're supposed to dodge when um, somebody comes at you with a knife. <laughs> Your inability to dodge is costing us money. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Alright. And the party fund goes up to about 8,000, which is about the amount that Kaelin gets mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of pure monies. AKA two build points. <laughs> and the world rejoice. Well, being the uh, uh, emergency kingdom treasury is very expensive, but it beats the alternative of not having an emergency kingdom treasury. Yep. And he's on nearly 10,000 gold. Which, in addition to being an emergency treasury, is also a... And that looks pretty fun for when he finds cool things, so he's not going to spend any of it at this stage, except for... But given that he doesn't have to, because his glory, the thing he cares most about is his expendable potion supply, which has been totally replenished. 
bodies. Except for the two, he has to pay for the two fifteen. Also, welcome to town, old Beldame. <laughs> this is much easier than getting these things off Bokken. Who you know will be employing it as well at some point. Because, <laughs> you know, Thorn Watch needs a herbalist. I figured there's got to be some village girl or guy out there who wants to be trained in alchemy really badly. <laughs> badly enough to put up with a guy who only has one conversation topic and repeat it 400 times a day and won't remember your name. Pacific. <laughs> that reminds me. Did he ever tell you about his brother? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Tristan Spellcraft. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be respectable? Did he not have enough skill points to put it? No, he doesn't have um, enough skill points to plow everything into everything. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Even once you really take off the table, any physical skills. Yeah. It's like being a bard, because I know he's got... Uh, it is the fact of it, like being a Sorry, bard. like being a rogue. Because I know he's got shed loads of um, skills. Mm-hmm. Skill points. Six. 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 He only gets like 11 skill points at level. Still, it's nice taking um, Aldrich, um, sorry, Gnade of Thorns levels as opposed to Fidel levels. But twice as many skill points at level and better class skills. I'm triggering my extra point in sense motion. <laughs> not to mention my first ever point in survival. Alas, it's not going to do anything for my spot and lesson. <laughs> and I even actually have a shed load of knowledges, although it's hard to know where to start in that regard. It's okay. Yep, he's managing. What's that? Um, it's it's conceptions like um. Michaela just just caught up with putting a bunch of points into knowledge religion. Because um, nobody else does. Which she, she'd wanted for a while, but, you know, it's yeah, yeah. cross-class. No, yeah, 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 I'm familiar. She has, to, she has to do the two-level jump thing where she abruptly becomes good at something she or, should have uh, already known. Tristan's still pretty close to her. Huh? With Even his though, one rank in knowledge religion. Right, because of his ridiculous ass in bonus. Well, six intelligence suddenly makes it seven. Yep, yeah. yeah. Which is actually, you know, quite a lot to compete with. Yeah, yeah. I still appreciate her putting some effort into becoming the actual expert as someone who knows a lot more, who, who's a lot more interested in religion, whereas Tristan, it's like the one thing he doesn't know. No, no, no. Tristan is interested in proving it to be a hollow lie. <laughs> this is not a helpful perspective. I need someone who can figure out, you know, what weird ancient gods we've got going there. I've got to say, I was pretty disappointed with Corwin on the... It's a religious obligation. Yeah, but for some other good fantasy, so it's probably just a pointless waste of valuable kingdom loot. Hey. <laughs> Look, three out of three of your four party members now have ranks in the Lord's religion. Yeah. Well, that is pretty impressive. Bryn's the one who doesn't, right? Correct. <laughs> Which is, you know, she's actually got some classy respect for religion. Yeah, she's substantively more religious than Tristan is, but that doesn't mean she's, um... She knows stuff about it, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, she's kind of always batting uphill when it's the um, when it's the civilized style thing. I bet she doesn't have a lot of points and knowledges that aren't um, nature. Uh, sense motive is pretty much her only um, civilized skill. Yeah. On the other hand, that is a damn useful one. Yeah. Particularly speaking, as a guy who only just yeah. developed the it, ability to put ranks in it. The character know. started with none and has has put a single point in for the last three levels. Yeah. You're doing bad things to her. <laughs> What? I'm, I'm not civilizing her, but I'm helping her along a road that leads in that general direction. This is the world you brought her to. Well, fundamentally, if she didn't want to be involved in politics, marrying a king was probably a poor move. <laughs> anyway, that was kind of the um, the different aspect of the proposal. Was, um, in addition to not feeling he's that much of a personal cat, she knows the um, king thing is a bit of a mixed blessing if you'd rather not sleep in a house. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the advantages it brings are things that Bryn doesn't particularly appreciate, whereas a lot of the disadvantages are things that are going to really bug her. <laughs> and while Bryn might feel that it's worth it to get Kaelin, Kaelin's not sure why anyone would think that was a reasonable trade-off. Anyway, so, I am level, I am... I'm, you're uh, leveled, you're looted. I, I have divided my treasure, I have noted down all the little side things I want to go on for and do. Yep, and I all scenes and people and things, isn't it? It is. I haven't um, crossed off... I haven't bothered crossing the um, noble villa on the um, off on the city map, because I'm planning to rebuild it in the near future, well, but I have re- reduced the kingdom stats to compensate for its absence. No problem.